episode of Get Your Shine Box. Not, not a parenting show, not a movie review show, but really just two brothers talking a lot about the movies that influenced them yeah. uh, when they were kids and maybe how that might have an impact on their parenting. We're, we're, stitch, we're backstitching basically our childhood yeah. Yeah. into our adulthood exactly. and, and sort of trying to put it all together. Like, where did it go terribly, terribly wrong? We're, we're peer panning it in a sense, I suppose. Uh, except uh, we can let things go. Like, we don't have to be ruled by our childlike impulses. As I stare around your office at all the toys. That's it. Yeah, There's that whole like little like area where the kid's kind of like, ah. I know, right? I've got that ash still in like a box that oh, I like, would yeah. love to crack open, but would hate to crack yeah, open. Yeah, I know. Same thing, I've got a Darth Maul in there from some off-brand like Russian <laughs> Logan Darth Maulovich. Like it just, Maulovich, <laughs> no yeah. he, he defeats all the Americans. There's always four of us. <laughs> no <Yeah>. Oh dear. <laughs> no uh, so uh, yes. Uh yeah, so this is this is our podcast. Yeah. We've been doing this now. So we just got over the crest of the twenty episode mm-hmm. last uh, last time, which I thought was pretty cool. That is good. We didn't really celebrate it then. We'll celebrate it now. Having our we're having a civilized cup of coffee. Well, well let's be honest with the yeah. audience. Really, there's one person listening, and we have to let them know. <laughs> we're actually it's a little kalui. Yeah, there is there's some kalu in the coffee, obviously. You know, it's just that's for my my tolerance levels. You know, oh. I need that that filter, that buffer. No kidding, uh, I can't get two up. <laughs> no, no, honestly, um, no. yeah, it's you know it's winter time. It, it's yeah. been like minus in the minus twenties. Yeah. 30s basically for this last little while so I thought yeah. like something hot and kind of like energizing would be nice yeah. but you gotta cut that <laughs> with, with a little something like just to just to smooth the ride out just a taste yeah that's it. <laughs> so earlier I took a little bit of icing sugar because you know we ran out of sugar we ran out of xylitol we ran out of swerve I was like Haha, I'm gonna make a little joke about cocaine so I put a little under my nose just to yeah. anyway uh, <clears throat> it, it, and then it, three days later <laughs> okay. turns out that's Laura's secret stash so um hi Hi, like um, Goldie Goldie Wilson. Yes, yes, um, Mayor. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Goldie Wilson. Yeah, vote for Goldie. Oh um, my God, so he's we, got a gold tooth. I think. Well, well, yeah. Do you think he would have had that name? Like he had the name Goldie as a child, or did he have it once he got the tooth? Oh, did he grow into that name? Like like Old Jed, like a kid that's named Old Jed. He grows into it. I think that um, no, that was a nickname. But the fact that he embraced it so heavily and became Mayor with that yeah. for two terms. Two terms. More than that. He's the most progressive in uh, Hill Valley's history. Yeah, he is. He has lots of reform, lots of... um, His policies are cutting edge, avant-garde. I love that he stole directly from Red. Like, he didn't even bother to try, like, a different campaign slogan. Like, (laughs) so what happened when the two of them were campaigning simultaneously? Were they both progressive and both, like... Yeah. I don't don't know. Maybe Red... Well, there was a scandal. Um, in the deleted scenes in this film, which we'll, we'll talk about this film. Well, that's second. good. We really but want to get is, into those deep cuts. Yeah, those deep cuts. There is a deleted about. scene where Red is indicted for, um, I'm, I think it is embezzlement. Well. That's why Hill Valley went so down the shitter in the future in 85 is because... Oh, like, were, it, like it was Red's legacy, and, and and Goldie was working his best. They were already feeling the effect of the Biff Tannen early days. Like <laughs> his resonance is like 
affecting Hill Valley from day one. Interesting, we found a lot of like really yeah. well placed stuff about Biff Tannen. So yeah. as we talk, okay, well anyway, so okay. we already know what basically what the movie is because it's going to be the title. Exactly. But before we get into any more about Back to the Future, tell me about your week. Uh, I will, I will. Um, so this week, this cocaine is going down so so smooth. good. So I have a lot of ideas today. I do, I do. Is, is everybody else's heart about to burst from their chest like <laughs> okay. a fucking xenomorph? Okay. <laughs> I've never felt my toes sweat before, but, but I feel like eh, things are going pretty good. Uh, what could go yes. wrong? <laughs> I'm not quite at like Eric Trump level, you know. No. But, you know. <laughs> well, is it is it Eric or is it Don Jr.? I think like oh, Don's, Don Don's the one who's got like yeah. he's got the moves. He's got the moves. He is always sweaty. Emerlyn. Kimberly Guilfoyle are just oh like she God. is on all the time too like they yeah. must just like <laughs> let's do this no kidding the best is yet to come no kidding yeah. golden showers for everyone <laughs> that's the Trump tradition of course oh God how do politics get in here I'm I so know. sorry we have American it's... listeners and I, I hope yeah. um, we don't offend anyone Yes. Hopefully, offend it. No, <laughs> no, no. I don't. I think it's pretty hard to find a lot of people that are really supporting what's going on. We won't talk about. It. No, no. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of that. Not show. a politics show. No, not a, it's not. No. Anyway, so tell me about okay, your week. Okay, sir. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so my week here. Um, uh, it was. You know, it's been really cool and mm-hmm. kind of parenting thing that I discovered, and I don't. I don't think I've talked about this yet. Yeah. Is that Indiana? Um, my daughter. Um, she was kind of pushed by her teacher. Her teacher's awesome. Good. So her, her teacher pushed her to get a little more social because this is a new school for her this year. She's right. only been there, what, like four months or so. Correct. So far. Yep. So new school. She's still trying to find friends and find her place and stuff. So she her, had a really great story the other day, though, just about her kind of pushing herself around Halloween. Yes. And that went really well. So this is good. She's progressing. Yeah, more, so keep going. Exactly. More and more. So uh, a neat thing is that she... Uh, her teacher pushed her to join a D&D club. Shut up. Did you have like a dad like, I moment did. of pride. I did. Somehow, I found that I was floating about a foot off of the ground. Well, it was your uh, cloak of levitation. <laughs> it was my cloak of levitation plus four. Cl- uh, clearly. Uh, yeah. Uh, and right. I rolled a very good uh, wisdom save. <laughs> so um, I was, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh. And so I, I immediately like just grabbed her and, and I went downstairs <laughs> To, to my... This poor my, thing didn't know what she opened know, up. This Pandora's box. Yeah. Into the nerd dungeon. And um, I just... I gave her like a new set of like really awesome dice. Oh, I Tristan got, makes dice, by the way, too. That's... Uh, uh yeah. You have those resin sets. Do I you, do. Do you keep I any do. of them? I need to get better at it. You know what I need is a vacuum chamber because all those bubbles. Oh. Yeah. Not just for other purposes. <laughs> no, <kidding. laughs> I have the suction. <laughs> no kidding. I'm just down here making dice. That's Don't it. look at me. That's it. Look at me. <laughs> you went full brother oh, Frank. Like, yeah. Switcher to blow. <laughs> Put her in H. Put her in H. <laughs> All yeah. right. Okay. So um, so I brought her down. I got her awesome dice. Yeah. Uh, I got her. I made her a resin dice tray. Oh, cool. So I sent her with that. And then um, what else? I sent her with a whole bunch of gear, like uh, tons of stuff. And then we went, because um, I work with friends out of a shop called Authentic Dungeons. Right. Good plug. Yeah, <laughs> woo! <laughs> no, but um, there we we bought a mini character that was that was representing her character that she's created. Oh, great! And then she spent a couple hours with the store owners painting it. Oh my god, like she must have been in heaven. Oh yeah, so she has this awesome miniature, all these tools, and then she went to the club with it, kind of thing. And the kids were like, ah, just freaking out. Oh, she walked thing, in right? like a like a pimp. Yeah, she's like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like. Uh, what do you guys have for gear? Uh, yeah. Oh, I made something out of cardboard. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Fuck. Get out of here, nerd. Yeah. 
That's oh, awesome. Yeah, good yeah. rehearsal. She must have walked in like feeling really confident and really like good about yeah, like kind of knowing a little bit of you know uh, about the gear and, yeah. and like having your support too. Like I mean, whenever yeah. you try a new venture, yeah, when you come in and like you know everyone comes up like say you're playing soccer, yeah, and people have got like you know. $500 cleats and you show up in like, I don't know, a pair of cardboard boxes, like, you know, you're probably not really well geared for it. So it doesn't really instill like that ability to get involved. Right. But she's like decked out right from the get go. So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good it was for pretty, her. Yeah. It was very cool. Sorry. When you mentioned cardboard box, I was like, uh, Kevin from the office when he goes to Pam and, uh, Jim's wedding and he's wearing like Kleenex boxes on his <laughs> totally. feet because the hotel destroyed his shoes because they were like a biohazard. Anyway, uh, it's so funny, but, um, yeah, it, it felt really good, you know, cause I, I love what the kids are mixed up and I love, you know, what they love, but, but when it starts to eke into things that you're really passionate about, it's like, excellent. Yes. Now, now we're ready to bond as, as like, yeah, as, as worlds collide. Good for you. No, no, no. That's really yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was pretty happy. What about you? Uh, week was pretty good. So, um, Brie had a skating event today, so it was yeah. really nice to be there and be supportive. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, your, our parents came. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, cousin Katie came and then, mm-hmm. um, like there's their dad, like, you know, Brad yeah. is his name. So he was there with his, uh, family too. And so it was good. Like everyone really rallied oh, around her. And so we've had like a really good week, her and I, like, um, I mean, no secret here. Like, Bree's my more challenging of the of the three kids. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm also aware of it, and I know that I, I have something I'm going to work on. And so maybe the last time that we talked, a couple mm. weeks ago, I'd mentioned that I'd come in after being away for a bit, yeah. and Laura kind of, like, uh, had tasked me with, with kind of get the kids to rein in a little bit. Yeah. So I came in guns a-blazing, and I was really, you know, I got some feedback about that. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. So this last couple of weeks, I really sort of tried to reset things and I'm feeling a lot better about it. So, I mean, this was really nice. We've had a good week, Bree and I. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing we've done instead of um, Elf on the Shelf is um, a couple of Christmases ago, um, Bree got this doll, uh, a classic doll. Yeah. From like the 1940s, oh, wow. which is effectively Annabelle from the <laughs> horror movies, and it looks like her. So, uh, and and it's she started off being like, "Hey, uh, my little sister wants to come and sit at the table, and yeah. she wants a meal." And we we're all like, "Oh, get Annabelle out of here!" Like we we're all freaked out about <laughs> That's it. That's it. So now it's become this possessed demon uh, that she we're all afraid of. <laughs> So, uh, we've started hiding Annabelle in different beds to freak people out. Um, so the other night, uh, I put it into Scarlett's bed and she had no idea and she had a bath and she had a nice cozy evening and she's super happy. She climbs up into like her bunk bed and she pulls back her cover and she's just like, "Ah, ah, ah." like she totally loses it. I get home just as, as I can hear like sobs and sobs of crying. So, so anyway, uh, I'm trying to have like a little bit more of a fun, playful thing, but this one went a little bit south. So anyway, That's instead of doing Elf on a Shelf, we're doing Annabelle on a Shelf. Oh, okay. And so we're, we're hiding Annabelle in different spots. So, yeah. And I'm involving the kids and we're trying to make it really playful and fun. So so that's yeah. been good. And then the second thing is, as you know, our Stadia accounts no longer are going to be viable post-Christmas. So what I want to do is, um, Julian's really into video games and he's, he's a bit more of an introverted guy. Yeah. And so I today I, I said, okay, well, hey, buddy, why don't you and I find a whole bunch of games that we can do together? Like, let's do some first-person shooter stuff. Yeah. I got him to download all the Borderlands games so that that way we nice. can go and, like, start from scratch and we can kind of play these things through. And what I want to do is connect with him in a way that... Um, you know, this is something that he enjoys. I'm, I'm obviously he likes to do football. Yeah. I'm not going to be a football guy for him, but I can be like a good dad who kind of at least connects with him on mm-hmm. a level that he's interested in. So yeah. this week was really about trying to <laughs> undo a little bit coming in guns a blazing yeah. and be a little bit more like, you know, uh, thoughtful to where they're at. So, 
Um, Good for you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gone mm-hmm. for the next week, but um, I really want to make sure that over the Christmas break yeah. that we just, I invest a lot of time in those guys and make sure that we've got a great Christmas together. So I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. You know, we're going to do sledding. We're going to do some skiing yeah. and stuff oh. like that. Honestly, I just want to like yeah. take it easy, um, do lots of fun stuff, make sure that we look for activities yeah. and just make this like a an awesome Christmas. That's what I'm looking forward to. Right on. Yeah, yeah. well, that, it's going to be. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. We got a, um, same, we got a little bit of time off, so we're going to have some fun. Oh, we've got a special boys day kind of set up too, yes. so it's going to be pretty good. So uh, I've got a rental house uh, <laughs> that is completely uh, getting painted and, you know, a uh, huge, huge thanks to dad. So yeah. uh, dad has decided to help out with the painting. It's something he loves to do and he's super good at it. And yeah. he's been coaching Laura and I on about how to, how to do this right, so... Um, our house Look, is going to be the thing about painting. Is. <laughs> oh, I know there there was a little bit of that because and and actually rightfully so because yeah. Laura was like, hey, uh, I, I'm good to paint. Like yeah. I've done some painting before, and so she was in there and she's like, what you do is you make W's, right? And my dad's like, what? <laughs> so she was like, doing these big weird W's all over the walls, and my dad was just like, like his whole. Bowel system must have just imploded because it was all the opposite of what you should do. And so, but but you know what? Like he's really really good about this kind of stuff. Like he loves to do it. He loves to teach. He loves mm-hmm. to kind of um, be someone who who knows how to do these things. And he really like was really great with us to kind of give get us back on track. Yeah. And we're making great progress. He's been doing like tons of work in there. Anyway, long story short, we're gonna go into the rental house as it's mm-hmm. totally open. We're gonna camp out for a couple days yeah. and nerd the fuck out of that thing. Whoa. It'll be so good. Yeah, we're gonna watch some movies. We're gonna play some games. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah, yeah. And we got our dear friend, uh, dear brother Chad coming yes. in, so it's gonna be lots of fun. I That's can't it. Wait. Yeah, Fletch for fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we're gonna do some fantasy games. So That's it. it. Yeah. It just plays itself. Fletch. Ah. No kidding. He knows the impossible. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, tell uh, me about what's the movie this week? Yeah. So this was a good choice. You came up with this, and um, it's funny, you know, when we come up with suggestions, we go. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was one of those. Right. Where it's like, oh, how can we not? And it's so, the movie is Back to the Future. Back to the Future. And it's because we wanted to get that trifecta of the James Tolkien films. Exactly. So, Violin Strickland and Lubick, (laughs) worlds collide, and we're going to see him. And um, interestingly, we watched a documentary today. Yeah. Just about some of the the making of Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. And and James Tolkien is just like, I'll make another one. I don't care. I'll make 20 of them. Yeah. You want me to do it right now? I'll do it right now. Slacker. 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 <laughs> That'll be 50 bucks. Okay. What? How's he still smoking cigars? Like he's just an old, he looks like a cigar. He's just he like, a, got the tip and he's a bald man. Like Just yeah, the tip. He's just a wiener headed <laughs> fellow. Uh, but yeah, so you know what? So I've always yeah. loved this film. And oh, you know, even watching this again. Far out. I, I, I yeah. can't find a reason not to love it like yeah it holds up so incredibly well it's mm-hmm. so enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. and we find new things like holy shit we found a ton of new things watching yes. this this time yeah that's right there is there is a ton of like easter eggs and and a lot of of planting cause and effect and and payoffs and so well situated and not highlighted heavily not not, not hit you over that some some are because there are important plot points but yes. some are not and, and it is, it's funny to hear even in the documentary that they were like, no, we didn't think this was going to be a sequel. Which is crazy. Or there wasn't going to be a sequel. Yeah, because it there was so much planted in there. So what they must have done is found the success of Back to the Future, gone like, okay, let's make another one. Yep. And just combed that film. How can we now make 
everything pay off in number two. Totally. Kind of thing. So it was really neat to see all that, knowing the film so well. And every time we look at it from this lens, I mm -hmm. always, any of the films that we do, there's always interesting things. And uh, we'll get into it, but I think we almost broke our brains. Oh my God, there were so many like... Like, yeah. how much does Doc Brown know when he's yeah. engaging with Marty? How much do his parents know? Like, yeah. having, oh my God, it's like, there's too many conundrums. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to start to, we'll hit that on them as we work through the film. Yeah. But honestly, it's, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. And uh, if people know what we think they know, then holy shit, they're fucking awesome actors because there's no way they could not know. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's incredible. So are you doing a synopsis or am I? Uh, I'll do it. Okay, let's I'll have do it. it. I'll, I'll, I'll call upon your help. Sure, of um, course. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So geez. look, here's the thing. Yeah. This is a pretty rich movie. we got lots yeah. to go back and forth it's in. Robust. So three minutes? Mm. I'd like to push it, if I may. I'd like to go to the judge. May I approach the bench? You, you can, yes. Thank you, Your <clears> Honor. <throat> I would like uh, three and a half minutes. Yeah. I'll allow it. Thank I'll you. allow it. Thank you, Judge. Yeah. Um, beauty. Okay, so let's let's start us off. Here. Okay. Um, the screen is black. Suddenly, titles appear. No. Uh, <laughs> so, oh God. <laughs> that in depth. But actually, they, they did talk about this in the yeah. documentary because so um, one of the scenes that they or one of the scenes in the documentary we talked about was uh, people go to this movie and they have no idea about it. They win yeah. tickets to go. Yeah. And, but they're coming in completely blind. They've never heard of it. They have yes. no ideas about it. And the first thing that shows up on the screen is Steven Spielberg. Yes. And people fucking lose it. They're like, yeah. oh my God, a Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. Then the next thing is Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis. And yeah. people are like, ah, because he just had like Romancing with the Stone or That's Romancing right. the Stone. That's and right. so this, you know, two huge known names, people are like, holy oh, shit, we're in for a ride. And truthfully, yeah. They got exactly what they could have got for payoff. Oh, it was so much. I mean, here we are post, I mean, obviously Jaws, obviously like um, the, the... Close Encounters. Close like Encounters. E.T. E. All these, like, like Spielberg is a great property right now. Uh, Indiana Jones is already out. Mm -hmm, the first mm -hmm. one, the, I don't know where the second one kind of landed, but we won't talk about that. But <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not a bad film. Yeah, I love them all for, but varying degrees, right? Sure, anyway, sure, sure. Kind of like these, this trilogy here, actually. Uh, no, no, but but they're yeah, I know. You I know, know, they do. They they they've got a, a strong following, a strong yeah, fan yeah. base, and people can find redeemable qualities out of all of them, yeah. except for me. I only like the first one. I hate the other two. Not hate, but I just don't love them. Yeah, anyway, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. So anyway, you've okay. got the opening credits. The opening credits, and what's happening is we have we see the feet of someone kind of wandering into a garage. Well, you see the clocks. So we basically it's a, yes, it's, sorry. you've got this yes. montage of the clocks. Should, kind of you passing. should do this. <laughs> okay. Tell you what. I've got a lot of extensive notes. Let yeah. me do this. Way. You do this and I'll, okay. I'll add the, the commentary. Very here. good. You're the color man. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> just like you're my, my rear in Top Gun. <laughs> I am. You're the goose. I'm the goose. Uh, right? Not, or rooster, I guess. We're going to watch this movie tonight, Top Gun oh, too. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so yes, yeah, so you, okay. you see the pan over. You've got all the clocks. ton of clocks. 100%. What is this movie going to be about? time right like it's it's but that's okay <laughs> it's implicit know. i know yeah. but it's it's really again i love how they kind of frame it like there's no guesswork yeah my only complaint actually yes. about this entire film and we both we tried to track this a little bit is product placement yes there is a shit ton of product Holy. placement yeah pepsi just went to town or toyota or, or miller, miller light <laughs> <laughs> holy shit you know what? They had Miller Lite in the early 1800s, apparently, because like when they go back in time to the uh, 1950s, like yeah. Miller Lite's there. There's Miller yeah. Lite trucks in uh, Hill Valley. 
This is uh, this is Miller time. It is Miller. That's whole. Yeah. This whole show is basically a devotion to that. So, so, so we see Doc Brown's obsession yeah. right off the bat, and that tells us so much about when we realize whose garage it actually is. Yep. Then already you're getting a lot of information about mm-hmm. this guy. But okay, yes. So we get to see clocks. They're all um, tickety boo. And then interestingly, like yeah. so, one of the things I noticed about this is. Yeah. If you if he was an inventor and yeah. it, obviously he is he's got some sort of science background and all those things are important to him but yeah. uh, he's got a spotty track record because yeah. the toaster is kind of popping up and down it doesn't seem like that's one hundred percent the can opener is a little bit weird yeah. so it's like you could tell that this is someone who invents but maybe is not a super successful person no they're more kind of Rube Goldberg yes right so not not like cutting edge inventions as much as like. Ah. Kind of almost like novelty kind of stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you pan over and the, the can opener opens and you can yeah. see like dog food dumps down and then basically uh, Brother Frank from Hellraiser is sitting in a little dog <laughs> dish. There's this weird gooey snot <laughs> rag of like um, meaty. Brother Frank. Yeah, basically it's <laughs> heinous. Anyway, and even Marty comments on it when he comes in. Yeah, he, he makes, uh, yeah, but before Marty shows up, we actually pan over to a cork board that's got some articles on it. Oh, right. And you, you yeah. pick this up like, you uh, what happened? to the mansion so it burned down right something so he lost his fortune and it burned down and what's neat is later on in, in 1950 when when marty actually oh. goes to see uh doc yep uh we get to see the garage which must be the last standing kind of structure on his property totally and i never put this together when i was watching the movie yeah. originally but they're in the garage like this yeah. is the garage that happened from the 1950s and it's just been repopulated with furniture and other things but ostensibly doc has been living in the garage this he whole time is. yeah he's almost like a recluse mm-hmm. and so i know there's been some work done around a kind of contextualizing how marty met doc and things like that yep. and um it's interesting because you know for all intents and purposes he is like this crazy old man that lives in a garage and invents crazy things so how would they even connect and i i can't remember well exactly. so this this has to be the reason why all this audio equipment is there because yeah. if doc's an inventor yes and he is someone who is someone obsessed with time and yeah. he knows that he's pursuing this one great goal because marty's introduced him to the goal in the history yeah But he also knows that Marty is going to be a rock star. Yes. So I think he's placed all of these things in play. Yeah. So that he can facilitate Marty's ability to do rock because it'll help to facilitate the future. Yeah. Like he's going to solve this based on this. So Doc's the watcher. Doc's kind of a bit of a creeper in all of this. Kind of. Yeah. But but that's it. And that's where um, our brain started to sizzle a little is that Doc, he must know how things play out. He knows that he needed to build a relationship with Marty because of the catalyst effects that Marty and da 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 da. Precisely. So so anyway, um, uh, you're right. Like like he Marty's a musician. Yeah. So he's got a lot of uh, musical equipment around the the uh, garage and things like Which that. Which has nothing to do with Doc's scientific no, work. No. So this is all to be a uh, utility for Marty. Yes. Yeah. That's the only way I can frame it. Yeah. Anyway, so it's interesting because yeah. I never had thought about that before. I'm like, huh. So, you know, and I just was putting here like, so Marty goes full spinal tap in the beginning because yeah. he's putting everything to a line. <laughs> and, you know, he's cranking everything up. And, yeah. and I was like, why does Doc have a massive speaker? And now yeah. it kind of makes more sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So so Marty comes in. Um, he's looking around. He, Doc's not there. He's commenting. But then he, you're right. He goes up. He plugs in his, his guitar and cranks everything up as loud as it'll go. And such a great shot of that pick yeah. before he gives it a go. Well, because it's got like a little shine. It's like a metal yeah, pick. It is a metal pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he blasts it, boom, and launches himself backwards. Oh. Essentially destroying everything in that garage. Yeah. It's like an MTV thing where the guy's yeah. sitting in the couch and then the music's blowing him back. That's or, it. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's cool. It I, is, love, I love that scene, actually. Yeah. 
it's cool too because then already we establish marty's a musician obsessed there um he gets a call from doc right and doc's got, yeah. said um you know they're, 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 yeah they're, they're, they're talking twin things yeah. that's right so marty knows that he needs to go and meet with doc yeah uh, but then he also has that little throwaway about the experiment yeah well, what was the experiment it <laughs> It's the weirdest experiment. He's like, uh, what is it? Um, oh, my, my experiment's a success. I, I tried to get every clock in my garage. I don't know why I'm talking about it. <laughs> Run for Marty! Marty! Yep. yep. Accelerating, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> no, you're not going Klingon, Klingon Doc Brown. No, no, no. Klingon no. Doc Brown. But um, every clock in his shop is exactly 20 minutes, fi- uh, 20 minutes fast. Right. Uh, for some reason. <laughs> right, I'm like, what is that experiment exactly? So you just went underneath and turned them all like 25 minutes yeah. like backwards? Like, that's it. Yeah, just like, okay, I guess that's an experiment. And how would you have executed that that would have been a tied in some way to the time machine considering his first yeah. real experiment with it was to send uh, Einstein back by one minute? That's right. So... I don't get it. What's the purpose of... There I, I think it's to make him late. Like, to under, the kind of establish that Marty is someone who is kind of considered an underachiever. Yeah. What's he's another good. word for Marty, do you think? The fact that he's he doesn't really, you know, invest himself in. He kind of drags mm. his ass a little. Let's he do. is slacking, I guess. <laughs> Let's turn to our friend Strickland on this one. He is a slacker. He is. And, <laughs> he's a slacker. And actually, his dad was a slacker, too. And yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to the family scene. But yeah. where, where... You mentioned this. Where does Marty's anchor come from? Because Marty's anger is the carry-through for all of the movies, right? Like, yeah. it comes into the second one, it comes into the third one. He's got a, a fiery trigger. And it's not his dad. His dad's too passive. Definitely not. So it has right? to be the mom. It has to be his mom. And so, I think I've got a theory on this, but I'll get to it when we get to Woo. it. Okay, okay. All right. So, so Marty realizes he's late, yep. so he's got to take off. So he runs out of the garage. We get a, a good view of the front of the garage, which will come to play later. Right. And what song plays? Oh, Huey Lewis, I know, man. I know. I love this song. Oh, it's the best best soundtrack it is it's really good so is it back in time right there no no, no. this is uh power of love power of love this, this is where it starts so you see yeah. marty skateboarding uh you can see like he's a pretty adept skateboarder he's yeah. like awesome he's like hanging on the back of guys trucks yeah. and then you get the mountain dew like That's advertising right. on the guy's hat yeah. which is a pepsi uh product of right? course yes and yeah uh, he, uh, he launches onto that great excellent toyota it is just a fantastic truck to launch latch oh, of onto. course yeah so he's he's ripping he's kind of skating around uh from vehicle to vehicle to vehicle how many kids were killed trying to attempt this <laughs> can i tell you that i got a skateboard almost immediately after yeah. this film like i when we went to riondel when we were yeah. when we went to go visit grandma and grandpa and uh, our granny and grandpa in bc yeah i had a skateboard and it was almost immediately after this film because i'm like fuck i want to learn to do that yeah like i wanted to learn a skateboard it was pretty pretty important yeah uh, motif that he set up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so he's he's taken off. Um, with a, yeah, the right power loves blaring. One of the best songs couldn't fit better in this film. No. And so he's ripping down the road. Uh, gets car to school. Car and yep. gets to school. Yeah. But so, before he gets in, oh yes, he gets to meet Jennifer. Right. Yeah. yeah she's they, like Marty, 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 and she stops him. Oh yeah. Right? But and, and Marty, she looks a little different than she does in the other films. She does. Well, Elizabeth Shue eventually <laughs> plays her later, which is too bad, actually, because yeah. I feel like in this, like, yeah. Jennifer's pretty good. Like, I yeah. don't think that she does a bad job. Nope. Um, eventually, she we learn from the documentary, she goes on the tour circuit and basically yeah. milks milks this one appearance like to death. That's right. That's but, right. But I don't see that there's anything wrong with her necessarily. They probably wanted someone with a little bit more gravitas post uh, Karate Kid to go and, you know, continue on with the films. But did, did she have like kind of a Crispin Glover-esque? blowout i wonder i don't like, know like yeah. what would have happened because she was still happy to speak about the films whereas yeah. in that documentary Crispin crispin glover was nowhere to be seen he's nowhere to be seen he's in his prog castle 
developing his own indie films. Oh, I know. Just yeah. swinging from like a vine or something. <laughs> like just, you know. Yeah. So um, she stops him and, and gets him around to the back of the school so yep. he can sneak in. So she's looking out for him. Yep. We get to meet his love interest, right? Yep. Uh, we think they got away uh, clean, but... Strickland. Yeah. Yeah. And so Strickland's like kind of comes up to him and he yeah. like gives him both detention notes. Yeah. And then he gets really close to Marty. Like his like, nose actually touches Marty's yeah, nose. And I'm like, basically. that's a, that's a HR issue, I think. Like, <laughs> by today's standards, I mean, don't get me wrong. Back in the day, like, you know, people had rulers and slapped people's hands. Yeah. I guess a little poke on the nose isn't like. It's pretty gentle. It's pretty gentle. But, yeah. you know, the other thing too is not only does Strickland kind of bump his nose and graze it gently like he's grazing a butt cheek but he also knows that he's been hanging out with Doc Brown yeah like is Strickland obsessed with Marty I think Strickland's obsessed with Marty I mean how else would that be relevant in any way shape or form and at what point was Strickland kind of like discovering this also how is Strickland aware of Doc Brown yeah like Doc Brown shows up in that school constantly and he never actually acknowledges that he knows him yeah and even back in the 50s when Doc Brown was like running around yeah hanging out with like young Marty Calvin Klein effectively yeah Still nothing. So is Strickland in on it? Does Strickland aware that the timeline is being jerked around so a little bit? And maybe he just doesn't, he can't stay. You know, you said something earlier that's making me think a little bit. Yeah. Does the Watcher have hair? No. Does Strickland have hair? No. Is Strickland the Watcher? Oh, now it lands. That's it. Oh. I just got I'd, a ghost high five from Stanley. I just wrote yeah. a check my butt could cash. <laughs> Boom! Money, baby! There it is. All right, so... Okay. So he, he does get his, like... You, so you get the sense, okay? And he also... He foreshadows a little bit, too, about yeah. Marty's future. Because he yeah. says to him, you know what? I hear you're auditioning for the band competition. That's right. Tell you what. Yeah. You're not going to go anywhere. No McFly in the history of Hill Valley. Yes. Remember those words because they become fortuitous and yeah. used later in the other films. So you're right. They really did mine this film yeah. for the future editions. But anyway, is it no, no McFly in the history of Hill Valley ever amounted to anything. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, we move to... The audition. Right. So, and who is leading the audition? Oh my God. It is one of the most incredible people. I love this guy. Huey Lewis. Yeah. Is leading the judges. He's a fun there. cat. He's fun. So Marty gets up there with his band. I wonder, I don't know who the bandmates are. I wonder if they're actual like musicians or something. They must be something. I mean, they're playing the, the instruments proficiently enough. Yeah. So is Michael. Like he does a fantastic job. And I think we cannot say enough about how great Michael J. Fox is. Yeah. You know, I, I remember reading way back in the day that he learned to play guitar for this specifically. Yeah, yeah. And I believe it was also him singing Johnny Be Good. Get out. I'm almost positive. That's incredible. Ah, far out. Yep. Okay, so so he is up and he's he starts in with um, his song. It's just all instrumental at this point. They get maybe like 30 seconds in before Huey Lewis kind of looks over at the other judges who are just... Just completely <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> he wanders up he gets the megaphone and he's like thank you thank you thank you sorry fellas you're just too darn loud and she yeah. shuts them down I mean then they're finished and you can see like Jennifer's disappointed Marty's yeah. disappointed and then they have like a bit of a walk away so they cut from the audition scene yes. uh, then they go you know they're back in the sort of the center of Hill Valley yeah. uh, which is like a pivotal place yeah. in this film like that is kind of the central spot and it again is echoed in future films yeah. but so they're back in the central area um and he says some stuff that's actually really uh poignant because his father will echo it back in back in the past yeah but he talks about rejection yeah yeah and he's just he, you know he doesn't know if he's got the confidence to be a musician nobody's gonna listen to him he doesn't know if he can take that kind of rejection yes which is a line yeah. again echoed by his father yeah so so he um 
Uh, so Marty's got anger. Yes. But he's also got um, he's got self confidence issues. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which again they mine for the other films. Totally. Which is good, you yeah. know, and turn it into kind of a like a quite a quite an effective arc, really. Yeah. So he's there with Jennifer and they're chatting away and talking about, oh, we got camping this weekend. Did you tell your mother? No, she thinks I'm camping with the guys. So he also alludes that his mother's a huge prude. Yeah, exactly. and when she was born a nun. Yeah, and wouldn't approve of Jennifer. Right. Yeah. So you think that she's probably pretty conservative. Yeah. Right. Uh, some lady, they're just about to make out, and uh, some right. lady pushes a can in their faces. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Save the clock tower at exactly this time. 10.04. 10.04 <laughs> on 1950. In July, oh, November, November 21st, 1955. Yeah, 1955, yeah. the uh, clock tower struck by lightning. You right, know, so I mean, there's some, some good exposition there, and you kind of yeah. get these things. She hands him a flyer. Yeah. And so this was actually really artful. So he hands him the flyer. Yeah. Um, you know, he kind of like t- tucks it away in his pocket, and yeah. then uh, Jennifer's dad shows up. That's right. So Jennifer's dad shows up. He's looking kind of angry. Yes. Um, but she says, oh, I'm going to my grandmother's tonight. And he's like, oh, oh, well, how do I get a hold of you? And she's like, oh, I'll write the number down. So now she writes the number on the flyer, which cements why he would even hang on to it. Correct. Which so is awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I thought it was really smart. So they, they, he's got the phone number, um, he's got a reason to keep the flyer, and yeah. he's also got the actual date and time for when the clock tower gets hit. Don't ask me why they know need to know from the people who are just like trying to get the clock tower fixed, yeah. why the exact moment in time is important, but it's there. Well, I mean, uh, to be fair, the um, clock tower stopped when it got hit by lightning, right. so it's hard. To, it's easy to tell. When. So, yeah. so one of the fun things that you picked out, I'm so happy about this. When you look at the background over Marty's shoulder uh, on the oh, movie yeah. theater is orgy, American style. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? So here's the thing. Hill yeah. Valley in the 1980s has already got a bit of that Biff Tannen vibe yeah. coming through. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, that it was, was, it was really kind of a throwaway, but yeah. I howl. That was a really great catch. But but it gives you that sense that the town is a little bit grimy. There is. And kind of heading towards, you know, what the future is going to look like yeah. in the other films. Lots of so, boarded up businesses. Totally. in this town square. So, yep. Hip Valley's not doing well economically. Correct. Which is interesting, because yep. in, um, yeah, you know, we get to see it in 1955 when it's more... Uh, bustling and, and all the prosperous. shops are full and prosperous and full of full of life. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we cut back okay. to Marty's house. Yeah. So Marty comes home uh, and you can see that uh, there is a tow truck coming yeah. up and uh, the car has been pulled up yeah. because it's been in an accident. And so yeah. Marty or walks into his house and you see this whole scene unfold with his dad yeah. and Biff. Yeah. So Biff um, is telling his dad he's he's kind of looming over his dad. And is like, McFly, why don't you give me a car that's got a blind spot? Uh, well, now, Biff, I, did, I didn't know about this blind spot. Like, he's just, you know, he, he's trying to stand up for himself a little bit. Yeah. But you can tell, like, Biff is definitely in charge. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of pushing him around a little bit. And interestingly, right from the get-go, there's a tension between Biff and Marty. Yes. Like, he kind of gives him a look. Like, even before he addresses him directly. But yeah. he kind of walks over to him, he grabs yeah. some candies, and he looks at him, and he just kind of like... Hmm. I don't like you. Yeah, that's it. You remind me of that smashing into a manure truck. <laughs> totally. So that's interesting too, right? Like he's got yeah. kind of that little hint. Like it's like he catches it a bit. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. So uh, again, that this is where they're playing with the timeline. Yeah. Is some people are kind of like, mm, and some people you think, I think they're in on it. But, but hypothetically yeah. at this point, the timeline hasn't altered. So Biff or hasn't has experienced it. Marty in the past yet. Or has he? Or has he? <laughs> no kidding. Let's ask Strickland. <laughs> no kidding. I can't interfere. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I'm just shitting. Anyway, it, so they, so he sits down. Yeah. Marty's obviously frustrated because he's going to take Jennifer out camping. He can't yeah. do it now because this has been uh, his vehicle's been destroyed and his yeah. dad didn't even stand up for him. Yeah. Fun fact: What's in the fridge? Uh, is a Miller Lite. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, there's a Miller Lite, and also there's a Pepsi, Pepsi. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, anyway, Biff yeah. leaves and the family is discussing Uncle Joey because he doesn't get out of jail. Yeah, and here we get to see Marty's mom in her glory. And she's already, she's looking like haggard, a bit disheveled. She's weird. She though. launches the, the welcome home cake for Uncle Joey onto the table and then just immediately does a turnaround and heads to the vodka. <laughs> she does. <laughs> so as someone who's kind of a bit of a prude, yeah. you know, obviously she's got some ideas about female values and what, he, what she feels is appropriate. Yes. She's not afraid to drink. No. So one of the things, and this is part of my theory, and we'll get to more of it later, is yeah. she is someone who is suppressing that anger with alcohol. So she's yeah. like someone probably not living the life that she would have wanted to live, but because of the way that she meets George, yeah. she's invested into him. She mm-hmm. has that Florence Nightingale that you know Doc Brown alludes to, yeah. but it's not the life that she would have wanted. And there's no. this key component, yeah. which we will get to later, mm-hmm. that is not satisfied. Yeah, so we'll that's right. That. All right. So, and we also we're also thinking, okay, she's also probably where Marty gets the anger, even though she's not hot tempered like him in that way. Yeah, there is that under just disappointment. Maybe there is a lot of something there. anyway. For sure. And then, so then you get to the backstory about how they met. So basically, yeah. what happens is uh, Marty's parents meet uh, because the grandpa hit him. Uh, hit George with a car. Yeah. And if they hadn't done that, then they never would have met. And uh, mom is a Puritan with morals, but you're right. She's got the vodka bottle. Yeah. She has, and then, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, just she also mentions the enchantment under the sea. Right. So it's another piece that's kind of yeah. planted. Uh, but <laughs> my favorite part of this whole scene, though, was just Chris McGlover. He is so fucking funny with <laughs> oh his laughter. Oh, my God, he's good. It's just, uh, that laugh is <laughs> classic. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. And just, like, he's just gone like his yeah. his he's not there because they're like asking questions and what huh like he's just you know he's just not on this earth like he he's never been able to fulfill his greatest desire to write right science fiction that's right yeah and and he's just he's just so kowtowed and he's just got these simple pleasures in life but he just it's like he cannot connect with humans right now that's it um which is very telling of who Crispin Glover actually This is, is actually probably a little bit autobiographical, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But anyway. It is brilliant. It yes. is brilliant. We also give me the siblings. Yeah, yeah. So you see his brother, yeah. uh, and then you see his sister. Yeah. Both of them kind of losers. One of them's working at a McDonald's-esque kind of... Yeah, uh, yeah. He, like, he's working there. McDowell's. McDowell's, that's <laughs> see, right. They got the golden arcs. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, same universe. It is. Same uniform, actually. <laughs> it is. Uh, and then his sister's like kind of uh, someone who can't meet boys. You know, they yeah. kind of allude to the fact that she's like, you know, yeah. uh, if you because the mom is sort of saying like, you know, I don't agree with like going after boys and trying to yeah. meet boys and being forward. And she's like, well, how am I supposed to meet boys? Yeah. So you get the sense like she, they're both all they're all duds. Yeah. With the exception of maybe Marty, exactly. but he's got that confidence issue, right? Yeah. Anyway, so now it's time to go meet Doc. At, yeah. the, at the Twin Pines Mall. Well, first he's sleeping. And I love this. I love the way that Marty passes out. You know, because <laughs> he's with the suspenders. His suspenders, he's got one arm like wrenched behind him and one arm in front. Yeah, he he's... looks like on Family Guy when one, someone dies or gets <laughs> hit super it. hard and they collapse <laughs> and they've got that one arm over the back. Yeah. That is exactly how he looks like. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets uh, a call from Doc yeah. um, to come and meet him at the Twin. And don't forget the camera. And don't forget the camera. There is a part, and I, I get it's not really relevant, really, but there was a part earlier we kind of missed when they're in the town square, Marty and Jennifer, when Marty looks over and he sees a beautiful Toyota right. pickup. 
right? He's oh, like, yeah. oh man, wouldn't it be amazing to have that? <sighs> but anyway, so it comes in later. It does for sure. So uh, yeah, Doc. Doc is like, Marty, come meet me at the mall. Yep. Bring the camera. Yep. Yeah. So he zooms out. Yeah. Goes to meet uh, meet Doc. He's yes. got his camera. Got yeah. skateboards in. You know, he's in this big open parking lot. Yeah. Uh, and then you see this big truck. It's it's what does it say on the side of Doc Brown's uh, <laughs> truck? It's scientific <laughs> specialist. <laughs> and same thing when he goes into 1955, where in the yellow pages yeah. he's listed as scientist. Scientist. <laughs> You're not a human. You're not a person. You're yeah. just a scientist. Like I, I'm only known by this one single like. Well, what does the what what does the yellow pages print your occupation? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to be known as the janitor. Like what the hell? Seriously, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's it is funny. So he skates up. Yeah. I also like that that um, uh, Marty's got his uh, Walkman with him. It's subtle. Right. It's oh, subtle there. But that's he's right. Got his Walkman. Yeah. Skating. Right. So he shows up at uh, the van. And uh, he's looking around for Doc, right? He's like, Doc, Doc, you hear Doc? And then the um, back of the truck lowers. Oh, I know. God, the introduction of the DeLorean is like, it's an iconic oh, moment. Like, it, yeah. there's, so one of the things about this movie is yeah. there is smoke everywhere. For some reason, Doc Brown is like, if he didn't have cancer and died from it yeah. because of all the smoke he's inhaling on a regular <laughs> basis, like, no wonder his like house burned down because yeah. Yeah. everything around Doc Brown is on fire. That's right. In so, the beginning, the toast is on fire. The toast is on fire. Yeah. His uh, machine when he meets Marty is on fire. Yeah. Marty sets a fire when that whole like scale model when this car oh, yeah. rolls off and starts <laughs> those rags up. Doc Brown is a pyro. <laughs> He likes to feed the flames. <laughs> That's no yeah. kidding. He's got like one scarry side of his face and just... Uh, anyhow, so the DeLorean right. comes out and it's fucking cool. Oh. This is a great car. Wow. I didn't even know about DeLoreans no. uh, as a kid, but I'm like, this is maybe the greatest vehicle ever designed. Oh my looks, God, the wings just... The sound of them, like it is... It is Transformer in real life. Pretty close. It is gorgeous. Um, so Doc pops out of there and, and we get to see Lloyd for the first time and, and his iconic hair and just that wild-eyed uh, stare he's got. You made a great point. Like, who else could have played this guy? Like, I don't no think one. anyone. He was no one. fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't even know who's up run for it. It'd be interesting to find out. But he just, you cannot imagine anyone taken that role. Well, it's probably Jim from Taxi that would have influenced some of this, right? Like, yeah. because he's just kind of wild-eyed and like, and sort of, you know, tangential. And if you watch Taxi and you watch yeah. this movie, you're like, oh yeah, like he would have been so awesome. Like, obviously smart and coherent where yeah. Jim was like kind of a, you know, drunk, but, yeah. but super smart. And it turns out like Jim in the Taxi was like a genius. A genius. Yes. I love it whenever they did that. Whenever all of a sudden he just showed this like amazing insight. Yeah. And everybody's just, Hey, you know, Tony Danza's there. <laughs> What's the matter for you? <laughs> DeVito, just yeah. get out of here, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, bum. Yeah, uh, totally. Thank you very much. Anyway, yeah. so uh, he... Richard <laughs> Kaufman? Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, Andy Kaufman. So, uh, um, uh, yeah, the DeLorean's revealed. It's yep. a gorgeous kind of thing. And... Um, you see the Goodyear tires? The Goodyear tires. <laughs> yeah, I know. More product, product placement. Yeah. So so then Doc kind of reveals that this is a time machine. Yep. And Marty's like, come on, Doc. He doesn't believe him. Yep. Thing, nope. Right? So it goes through all the specifics and yep. you get a chance to kind of like take a look at the flux capacitor. And yeah. uh, this one I thought was really cool because... Um, you know, so Doc came up with the idea of the flux capacitor when he's hanging a clock. Yeah. So A, he's obsessed with clocks because you yeah. know that from the opening sequence. But yeah. it's this idea that 
as he was thinking about time, he came up with the concept of time. So again, it's kind of a nice like way to tie in this idea that this concussion infused him with something that he was focusing on in the first place. I thought it was kind of a neat way to to sort of centralize that. It just organized his thoughts. That's that's how my best thoughts come from concussion. You know what? Anytime I'm obsessing about something and then I just bonk my head, then I really get the good ones. Concussed. That's it. It's it's my thinking hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, I don't actually usually remember anything afterwards. Well, you've had a lot of good thoughts. <laughs> okay. No I kind of pee myself and then like, yeah, cry, cry for a while. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, yeah. And, and a really good job of explaining yep. the inner workings of yep. the time machine, right? Yep. Where you're going, um, where you are. Oh, what is it? So uh, it's uh, where you are. Yeah. Um, where you. Oh, so. We, oh, God. Actually. Yeah, yeah there's because there's three dials. What there the is three dials. So one of them's where you're going. One of yeah. them's where you've been. Yeah. And one of them's where... You, you should be. <laughs> no, kidding. Where's a good time? Like, yeah. So anyway, so he kind yeah. of like he does explain it, and yeah. there's a lot of exposition that's recorded on the camera, which is actually extremely useful. So you yes. had the theory that probably what's happening is Doc knows what's going to happen in the future, yes, or sorry, in the past, yes, and so he's giving instruction to past As Doc, Doc so that he knows exactly what to do. Yeah. So then this way you can kind of like set this up a little bit. Exactly. I thought yeah. it's pretty, yeah, I mean, so, uh, so, 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 then the, so now the yeah. brain starts to twist yeah. a little. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and so anyway, so then he yeah. puts Einstein in, he yes. sets up the experiment, yes. turns the car around, gets yeah. his remote control. Remote control is <gasps> awesome. So cool. And he's firing yeah. it up, and so the wheels are spinning, and yeah. you can see, like, starts racing towards them, and yeah. Marty tries to <laughs> sidle out of the way, uh, and then Doc gives him that look, like, yeah. just kinda, get yeah. over here. <laughs> and so he shimmies back in, and then, boom, car disappears. Car disappears. Yeah. And, and Marty's like, oh, you killed Einstein. You, you, you disintegrated Einstein. Yep. No, Marty. Uh, Einstein's fine. Yep. You know? And um, he starts talking about, um, it's not what ha- what happened to Einstein, it's when happened. Right, cool. Yeah, yeah, and you got the the license plate too, right? The out of time. Oh yeah, no, I mean, iconic, super cool. And they get the flames that go through their legs. I mean, that's another classic visual too. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, as we open up the door, Einstein's like one minute behind. Everything is completely synchronized, and uh, then they go into more specifics as Marty keeps recording about the nuclear. Yes. And what kind of power it takes to power the time machine? It's one point twenty one gigawatts. Of energy. And so, I mean, Marty's a layman. I mean, obviously, we knew what We that understand was. that nuclear you know, physics. I was working my abacus at the time. I'm like, are you kidding? You could have done it on 1.1. Yeah. Like, I was hitting myself with my idea no hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I was just crying in peace. Um, but yeah, anyway, so you, you, yeah. basically everything is freight. You know exactly yeah. how everything's supposed to work. And then suddenly, like... Um, you hear like a van pull up. Yeah, because because Doc explains also that um, he uh, he got the nuclear energy from plutonium, which possibly somebody stole. Yeah. Because earlier in the movie, there is a quick news position. Right. Where the newsreader's like, a case of plutonium was stolen from the local plutonium store, yeah, I guess, a, in a, Hill a, Valley. A, 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 a Libyan group claimed like... Uh, yeah. That they were responsible for it, but that yeah. later was just a clerical error. I mean, <laughs> there's no way. But of course, yeah. now the Libyans are coming, which so, is very 80s. Yeah, um, yeah, they had to pick up the Libyans. No, so, for sure. So yeah, they're they're talking away. Um, uh, Doc is just loaded. So Marty and Doc are in hazmat suits. They've just loaded the plutonium into it. Um, they've got some spares. 
Uh, well, actually, before he gets the spares. He doesn't get the spares yet. No. This is when the Libyans show up. The Libyans show up yep. in their Vita van. That's it. <laughs> Very threatening. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but one's got an AK-47, which is notorious for being a gun that cannot jam. Right. It's one of the most reliable machine guns yeah. you can possibly get. But it jams twice. Absolutely. <laughs> but one of the things it did, so you pointed this out too. So imagine that Doc Brown does know yes. <clears throat> that Marty's going to go into the past and then save him. Yeah. He is incredibly calm this whole time. He is. And it's not until the Libyans show up does he actually start to freak out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the Libyans pull up. Yeah. Uh, Doc tries to hide, runs around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the Libyans pull around, and then they've got him square in their sights. He's got his his pistol that doesn't work. His pistol doesn't work, and it's not even an automatic. Like no. it's a it's a revolver. It's a six shooter. Yeah. yeah, which it's, is and it looks very western too, which is interesting because he mentions I think really quickly to Marty at some point that he's always wanted to visit the Wild West. Right. Yeah. So he's got like a, a like a, a Colt pistol. Anyway. Yeah, basically. So yeah, it jams. Uh, the Libyans end up. Filling them full of lead. Yes. No blood. No blood. You made a really good point there. I didn't even notice at the time. Yeah. But there's definitely no blood that's coming out of him. Yeah. So, anyway. <clears throat> Marty screams, bastards! Yeah. And so, uh, they freak out. They kind of focus on him. He hops in the car. Yeah. And he gets going. He's like, yeah. fuck this. I'm getting out of here. He's driving away. Kind of doing some spins. The Libyans are following him. He's swerving really well. He's actually driving this DeLorean extremely well. Super well. Where yeah. did Marty learn to drive like this? I don't know. I mean, he's been on a skateboard this entire time. So, like... <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, maybe Doc's been giving him driving lessons in the side, just sort of waiting for him to coast. He knows. he knows all these things oh. are going to happen. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some way we can verify this. I don't yeah. know what it is, but one day. One day. Anyway, so he's I driving around. I'm on speed dial. Let's, okay. Let's just give him a call here. <laughs> oh, that's not Bob Gale, though. He seems like a crazy person. He is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, okay. so he's speeding up, and he, he makes the comment. He goes, all right, so he's in a, they're in a VW van. Yeah. He's in a DeLorean. He's like, yeah. let's see if these bastards can get up to 90. 90. And so you made the, the kind of the supposition that maybe he knew he was going to go in time. Because yeah. if he gets to 90, he's going to go. Yeah. And, but but you also notice that he was shifting gears, but it looked like he accidentally start, like activated the, the time, time circuits. circuits. Yeah. So, so, I mean, and especially in how he reacts once he actually goes back in time. Yeah. Like, if he knew he was going to go, yeah. then he would have been like, okay, great, I escaped. Now I'll find a way to get back because I go see Doc. Yeah. But he never comes up with any of that. He's kind of really, you know, uh, fish out of water. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's strange, but either way, you're right. He he gets up to 88 miles an hour and he's gone. But but he was like heading dead straight for some kind of boot. Yeah. So what was his plan? Yeah. Like you would think if he knew he was going to go back in time once he hit 90, then no problem. Yeah. Then he was just going to lure the Libyans in. They're going to crash into that. They're done. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I don't think he had that much foresight. I think he was just trying to get away. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so he goes back in time. Back in time. And he goes where? He ends up on this lonely road right. um, that is going the future site of <clears throat> Twin Pines Mall. Well, no, it's it's not. Twin. That's the, he goes to Lions Estates and he sees the future site for that. But what happens is oh. he smashes uh, into a barn, an oh, old I'm man sorry. Peabody's farm. Yes, I'm sorry. Who I'm is sorry the guy that. who had this crazy idea? And Doc Brown talks about this earlier. Yeah. about like R- raising pine, pine trees. <laughs> yeah, so smashes into old man Peabody's like barn. That's right. Sorry. And so yeah. as he crashes in. You know, there's a big kerfuffle. Yeah. People come out. Old man Peabody's yep. shows up <gasps> with his family. Yeah, my goal. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's out there with his my family. antique cans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they all kind of peek into the barn, yep. and what they see is the DeLorean kind of upended, and his son is there. Uh, Peabody's son. He's got a comic book. Yeah, he's like, and, that's a plane. He's like, no, that ain't no plane. plane. 
Yeah, it's a spaceship. Look, right. Daddy. Yep. And uh, it shows a, a vehicle very similar to the DeLorean and yep. an individual in some kind of like hazmat spacesuit. Hazmat spacesuit. Yeah. Because lo and behold, the wing goes up, and Marty comes out, and he's still wearing the hazmat suit. Totally. So they think he's an alien. Absolutely. They freak out. They freak out. So they they take off, and he trips over some hay, and 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 he's kind of trying to get his his orientation. Yep. He wanders up to the front of the barn, and this and you mentioned this. Um, just he wanders up and then Peabody's got a rifle. He shoots at Marty. But Marty like stumbles back and like flips over kind of thing. As you mentioned that um, Jay Fox has some really good physical timing. Oh my God. He's like a, a John Ritter at the, yeah. at the time. Like just, yeah. he can, not only is his comic timing incredibly good, yeah. but his physicality is so yes. good. Like he, yeah. he can do so much with it, which makes it that much more heartbreaking when you yeah. watch kind of uh, his current state now. And I mean, obviously he's still like a sharp, funny, incredible individual, but you just yeah. feel like, yeah. man, this guy was so great in this film. Yeah. And he, this is top of his game, man. Oh, like, for sure. Wow. Yep. Um, so he he jumps in the DeLorean and takes off. Yep. And yeah, <laughs> actually smashes one of the twin pines. So uh, my pine, my pine. It, yeah. So anyway, he zips he zips off. He tries yeah. to go home. He wants to just get back to where he is because he still yeah. doesn't realize where he what time frame he's in. Yeah. So he tries to go back home and he sees future sight of Lion Estate. So even yeah. his house isn't there anymore. That's right. He's got nothing to go back to. Yeah. And on top of that, that stupid DeLorean. Dies. Dies. Yeah, he can't get it to function. He's He notices that his uh, reactor level is at zero, yep. so he doesn't have plutonium. Right. Also, yeah, the car malfunctions. So he, he haphazardly kind of <laughs> rolls it behind a sign. Throws a bunch of weird, like, plastic trees on top of it and, like, scoots off to town. Yeah. Because he's still got a skateboard. No, he doesn't. Not at this stage. Oh, okay. No, right. he walks at this stage. That's right. Yeah, okay. he, so he walks have... walks back to Hill Valley. He does. He walks back, and um, it's good... morning at this point. Right. And... The good news is there's that Miller Light truck. There's a Miller Light truck in case he wants to get a couple of beers to settle his nerves. <laughs> it's the first thing that happens when he goes to Hill Valley. Like, yeah. It's God, God bless him. To... What's funny about this product placement is is um, earlier uh, Biff going through their fridge. Uh, makes a comment about Miller Light. He's like, I, I drive all this way and you only got light beer? Kind of thing, right? Like, you no, kind of sort of a backhanded comp. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's kind of funny. Well, the other fun thing, too, is in, uh, they sort of mentioned this in the documentary was at the time, mm. Coca Cola had just finished buying Universal. That's right. They owned them. And so yeah. there was a ton of Pepsi there. <laughs> it was really weird. It was like, fuck you, Universal. Because That's apparently right. they tried to shop this to them a couple times and yeah. they kept rejecting them. So maybe That's they right. deliberately courted Pepsi to kind of a little probably. little thumb in the eye. I think so. I think so. Not bad. So, so we've got um, Mr. Sandman playing yep. as Marty's now absorbed where he actually is this yep. is a familiar square but all the businesses are vibrant and alive people are wearing period clothing kids are like on scooters like like ha- handmade kind of scooters yep. and uh, uh spring shoes oh yeah kind of thing and um yeah and he's like stunned at what's going on and somebody throws a newspaper in the trash picks it up and he looks at the date yep so it's uh november 20th 1955 that's right so he's yeah he finally has like a bit of a verification yeah plus the fact that the town is clean and yeah. there's 100 percent less orgy movies going on <laughs> that have been listed well 90 percent. right yeah this we're is... not entirely sure because well... i can't remember what the movie theater is playing I'm trying to or what look. it is i can't remember it was like it's... zoro or something later uh, yeah. like... and there was batman's parents just leaving no it, kidding <laughs> Trips over a series of pearls that are on the ground. Like, the oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Whoa. No, I am the darkness. No, Harvey Dent. <laughs> 
swear to me. Yeah. Okay. So he uh, um, so he goes to the diner, local thank diner. You. Yeah. yeah. And he pops in, and you know, he kind of he sidles sidles up, and he's asking for something to drink. He wants like a, you know, he wants a tab. A tab. And he's like, hey, uh, he's like, hey, I'm trying to find this. Oh no! So first he goes to the phone book, phone book. and he's trying, he finds out where Doc Brown scientist lives, but it's unfamiliar to him because the names have changed since the '60s when That's it was right. John F. Kennedy. That's the yeah. road that he's on now. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he goes in and he's trying to get some directions, but it's no yeah. good. And he's asking the the bar owner or the the, the diner yeah. owner, the uh, Lou. candy stripper. What what do they call it there? I candy don't stripper. Know. I don't know. No, that's not it. It's um soda jerk. Soda jerk. Thank there you. you go. Yeah. So he's asking him like for directions, and he's not going to help him. He's like, "Are you going to order something?" Yeah. He's actually a little bit rude to him too. He is a bit. So anyway, he's like, "Yeah, can I get uh, can I get a tab?" And he's like, "You want a tab? You got to order something." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, okay. Can I get a Pepsi free?" Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Pepsi. <laughs> no the most refreshing choice of a new generation. Yeah. Delicious and half the sugar. Okay. And he's like, you want a Pepsi free? Uh, you you got to pay, pay for, for it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, give me something without sugar. And so yeah. he gives him a coffee. <laughs> yeah. And as he sits down and turns, who's sitting next to him? Uh, well, he doesn't see him yet because Biff comes in. Oh, and he says McFly. He goes, McFly, and both of them turn. Right, simultaneously. Yeah, that's where you see good old Crispin Glover. And then there's a repeat of the scene where um, Biff sort of threatens George from before. It's like, as adults, he's getting him to do his work for him, and now in high school, same thing. Yeah, getting him to do his work, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so McFly's like, oh, okay, Biff, I'll, uh, I'll get that done for you and run it over first thing in the morning, right? And he's like, make sure you, you, you know, make sure I can recopy it kind of thing. So he, he bullies Biff. Yep. And um, the other guy's young Billy Zane. Oh my God, just like a child. Not one word. He has no dialogue in this whole film. No. But he looks handsome as hell. So handsome. Oh my God, Billy Zane. Pristine. What is he doing? I don't know what his routine is. His regime? Yeah, Yeah, seriously. So he... um, Is it Angel Tears? Yeah. (laughs) Probably. They make another... There's a couple comments about Marty's vest being like a life preserver. Correct. Would you fall off a ship or something like that, right? Hey! Yeah, the guy with the like leather gloves on. What has he been like pumping iron before he got here? It's really weird. And then they got the guy with the three D glasses. glasses. Yeah, I don't know. I know. They're just trying to like, look, you got one prop yeah. you could take into this scene. It's like, it. all right, I'll Billy Zane, this. what are you gonna take? Just my handsome. Okay. No kidding. <laughs> nice. Well played. Wish good hat. That handsome. No kidding. Can I get some? Uh, no. 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 Uh. Uh, so um, what happens is a uh, uh, good old. Uh, Biff leaves and, and George McFly goes back to his cereal. He's eaten away. Yeah. And there's a beautiful scene of like Marty leaning. Yeah. Over. And he's so freaked out by him, yeah, right? Like this would yeah. be really, yeah, imagine meeting dad yeah. in like at 17. Wow. Like you just look like Peter Griffin, basically. <laughs> You'd be like, what the hell's going on here? We make this joke with Laura all the time. He is such a Mr. Peter Schmidt. Like you just like, uh. <laughs> He does. He's you know he'd be like a little bit of the sideburns and yeah, stuff in the yeah. '70s hair, and and I think it'd be like, but you would freak out. I wouldn't know what yeah. to do with that moment. No. I'd actually would love to have it because I think getting yeah. getting that mo- like getting to talk to dad as a 17 year old, I I think it'd be the most illuminating thing in the world. It would be wild. I would. That'd be yeah, amazing. So so yeah, he sees George, and, and George is like, what kind of thing? You're George McFly, yeah. right? And he's trying to make this connection, and um, uh, at that. Well, that's when Goldie comes up and yeah. he kind of like chastises uh, George a little bit. And he's yeah. like, you know what? Um, you know, you shouldn't let those boys push you around. Yeah. Well, look at me. I work at this dump, but I'm not going to be doing this forever. He's like, watch it, Goldie. <laughs> he's like, one day he's like, I'm going to make something of myself. And uh, Marty says, you're going to be a mayor. Yeah, you know, it's such a... 
Mayor. <laughs> yeah, so he kind of plants that seed. So I think yeah. he's the one who kind of created, you know. Goldie's, uh, like, whole cafe. <laughs> totally. Oh, my so God. So funny. It all fits together in a neat little bow. Yep. Um, okay. Um, from here, then George leaves. Right. And so uh, George... Uh, follow or Marty follows George right. as best he can. He yep. can he's, but he's lost him. He sees his bike, but he's lost him. Where'd yeah. he go? I don't know. His right. bike's here, but where's George? Where's George? Oh, what's that sound? No kidding. So he looks up, and yeah. uh, George is like, he's kind of like shimmied up a tree. Yeah. And he's got a pair of binoculars. Yeah. And he's watching Lorraine change. Get, get changed. Get changed. And, and he's, he's got one hand starting to undo his belt. No kidding. No. Like, <laughs> There's so much semen in that tree. No I saw a snail slithering. Like, just. <laughs> It's going full Colonel Kurtz. Uh, no, so he's he's up there, and so yeah. George is a peeping tom, and yeah. I want to talk about this later because there's that fight between Biff and George. Yeah, and who do you root for in that fight? Really, because George is peeping tom, and Biff's a rapist. Yeah, so they're both morally Poor not no, just Sophie's choice the whole time. Like, really? oh, what's yeah. the lesser of both evils here? Oh, oh. so um, um, this plays <clears throat> out the story. So so uh, Marty says George. Oh no, he doesn't. I think he says something. Yeah, he kind of he calls him a little bit. Uh, yeah. George, George kind of like uh, gets lost in the moment. Yeah, uh, gets uh, slips and falls. Yeah, slips and falls right in front of the car. Yeah, uh, that's pulling up immediately. And what does Marty do? He pushes him out of the way. So then Marty takes the hit. Right. And gets knocked out, and it happens to be Lorraine's father. Right. Yeah. And this is that whole moment where yeah. if you hadn't met, hit with the car, yeah. you never would have met, and yeah. we never would have gotten married. So right. now suddenly Marty has taken the place of George. Yeah. And this Florence Nightingale syndrome yeah. that uh, Lorraine has yeah. now all falls onto Marty. Yeah. So um, Marty wakes up, and they do this. They, this is a backstitch in a lot of, yeah. a lot of the uh, uh, shows. Oh, my God. Oh, we're only like 15 minutes in this. <laughs> okay, holy shit. <laughs> We got a lot. We got a lot of. Oh man. Okay. This might be a long episode, folks. Could so be. Could buckle be. in. Yep. Yeah. Pour another uh, another whiskey. Yeah. Marty wakes up and and uh, he's in a room. It's dark and he's like oh and he sees a shape. He assumes is his is his, his mom. <laughs> and um, you hear you hear um, just rest now. You hear his mom's voice. Yes, yeah, but she's actually project- projecting like the mom voice that she had from before. Like, yeah. She sounds kind of raspy and That's you know right. not the youthful like. Um, Leah Thompson voice that comes up when she's just young Lorraine, right? Yeah, like, that's right. For sure it's different, but anyway, go on. Uh, oh, I could have poured you that. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. Um, Selfish. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so so he wakes up and, and she goes, you're safe now, safe right here in 1955. 1955? Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. turns on the light and he's got young mom. Yeah, and yeah, he's like, you're so yeah. uh, thin. Like, yeah. And so, you know what? And Leah Thompson's beautiful. Like, she looks yeah. lovely. And so, you know what? But she's, you can see all of this projecting out. Like, she's yeah. obviously, like, she wants to help him. She feels like he's a wounded bird. Yeah. And she's obviously kind of into him. She wants to hump. Well, she's seen his underwear. Yeah. So, I mean, she she's the one who pulled his pants off because no one else knew any nope. about this. So, she nope. took his pants off. She yeah. knows his name is Calvin Klein based on his underwear. Yeah, that's right. And uh, she's not afraid to kind of move in. Like, she's put on the vibe. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to be uh, super good with the ladies yeah. to know when someone's into you. And she is into him. She's into him. Yeah. Um, so he freaks out and she's like, you know, he, he is just losing his mind. And, but she is um, all over him. Like, she sits down to yep. him. And, yep. and she's really into him uh, kind of thing. And, and he's like, uh, kind of freaking out a little bit at her, her kind of aggressiveness in that sense totally and then this is another opportunity for Michael J. Fox to use that physical comedy yeah because he's trying to squirm away from her and then he yeah. just like falls off <laughs> the back of the bed which is awesome and then you know then uh, they hear the bump downstairs the yeah. parents do yeah. and they're like uh, Lorraine and yeah. she's like oh, my, parents. my parents and she yeah. throws him his pants and he has to try to put his pants on and he yeah. falls down again 
He's so fucking funny in this. Like, I love how much he just, like, takes the beat. Yeah, it is brilliant. And um, so uh, he meets her parents, and uh, they they invite him to come and uh, have dinner with them. So they're sitting down dinner, and Dad's working on the uh, TV Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And um, This is not a throwaway line about Joey. Yeah, yeah. So he meets his Uncle Joey, who's For the first like time. an infant. And there's like there's a few kind of throwing comments, because Joey's in this crib, but kind of behind bars. Right. And he's like, oh, get used to that, Joey. And uh, I think even like Joey's mother, Lorraine's mother, is like, oh, he spends all day in that. He just loves it. Yeah. We, we try to take him out, and he just cries. So we yeah. put him back in. <laughs> it's pretty good. I think it's really funny. It's pretty good. But um, so anyway, so Marty's watching uh, TV, because uh, mm. Marty's... Uh, well, no, not Marty's. Lorraine's dad wheels in the television, and they're yeah. watching this same episode that they were watching back at his house. Yeah, when uh, Biff Tannen had wrecked their car. That's right. And it's a classic. It's uh, the honeymooners. Yeah, and it's the one where uh, Ralph dresses up like an alien. That's right. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, this is, is a that rerun. before like, he threatens Alice with violence?" No, oh, okay. <laughs> Boom! Pow! <laughs> like, right you know, yeah. oh, I know. <laughs> Bam! Right in the kisser. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, so is yeah. it, so this is where you kind of get the sense, like you know, Marty's out of time. Yeah, um, they're kind of get a sense he's a little bit of a different dude. Yeah, uh, and you know, he still this is reinforcing the fact that he's not at the right timeline. Like, That's so if he ever wasn't certain that he is in 1955, it just keeps hitting him over the head. Like he's got the paper. Yeah, you know, his mom has just said it. He's yeah. watching a classic. These guys are all reinforcing that he. This is the first time they've ever seen this episode. Yeah. So for sure, it's established now. He's in the past. Like this is kind of sews this up yeah but he still needs to go see doc brown so he does he gets out of there um there's hijinks and suits there but he yeah. gets out of there just to kind of move it along a little mm-hmm. and he finds doc's brown doc brown's uh house which is gorgeous oh yes right? like this mansion it's like yeah sweet and that's where we realized that the garage was there yeah and that's the garage where now where future doc is living right which is wild so he pops in, uh, Doc yeah. greets him, he yeah. asks him not to say anything, not to yeah. do anything, uh, kind of is a little bit dismissive, mm-hmm. puts a suction cup on his forehead, and he's like trying to read his mind. This is an invention, and he's obviously a failed inventor. He's got yeah. money, he's got resources, yeah. but he just doesn't have any inspiration until yeah. that day, because he's got a band-aid on his forehead. That's right. So uh, Marty tries to tell him he's from the future and things like that. Yep. Doc totally dismisses him and actually boots him out of his house mm-hmm. until he mentions the flux capacitor. Correct, which is yeah. what makes time travel possible. And so yeah. uh, then immediately you cut to the scene where they go back to the DeLorean. Yeah. Uh, they pull all the fake plastic trees off that are just <laughs> tumbleweeds. Yeah. You look in the background, there's mountains and tumbleweeds. It's the most <laughs> fucked up, like I don't even know where they are. They're in some sort of it's like universal Tim lawn. Burton, yeah. like <laughs> no time, any time kind of like landscape. So yeah. anyway, they pick up the DeLorean and then they actually show the flux capacitor. And this yeah. is where they talk about about, you know, Doc remembering or Doc being inspired by that moment when he's trying to hang the clock. clock. Yeah. yeah, which was which was cool. And then they um he's checking out the machinery. He's like, this is amazing. Yep. Yeah. And is is there like does he have like a throwaway comment? He's like, um, oh, this is why it's broken. It's made in China. Oh <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch that. Oh really? <laughs> Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's made in China. Ooh, and okay. then uh, Marty says, and actually I don't know if it's in the Disney version. I can't remember seeing it. I know it's in there. But I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember seeing it either. And I guarantee you that got like that, whitewashed. It uh, might have been. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Thank shit. Thank you, Disney. No kidding. Uh, so maybe they got rid of that. The House of Mouse. Yeah, I know, right? Does not enjoy. So um, uh, Marty Marty says everything. Everything good's made in China. Yeah. Anyway, so then they hook up the video camera. Right. This uh, 
home TV studio. Like, I mean, Doc's impressed. Yeah. Now he can get a chance to show the technology. So he's yeah. established that he's definitely from the future with the car. Yeah. But then now he's really open to sort of learning everything about Marty's future. And luckily, future Doc explained everything. Not one thing lost. No yeah. kidding. He's got it all there. So um, pretty cool. Yeah. So then this is where finally the big reveal, though, about how much energy it's going to take to pump the car back up. So it's the mm-hmm. 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. And, um, you know, so and then uh, Marty's like, he's like, <laughs> this is so funny because Doc starts to run away. Like he's, yeah. he's talking Whoa. to someone. And like, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of back and forth. It's so funny. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so he finally like kind of lays things down and then he's like, um, but Marty's like, he's upset because he thinks he's never going to get back. And he's yeah. like, Doc, I got a girl in the future. Yeah. And, uh, is she pretty? <laughs> like, okay. This lonely old horn dog is like... Uh, it's so funny. I know, it's awesome. That's a brilliant line. Yeah. So, and he's so like, hard. oh God, Doc, she's gorgeous. You know, she's crazy yeah. about me. And he pulls yeah. out the flyer. And yeah. this is where everything unfolds. So Yeah, because Doc, I think Doc also mentions that you need like a bolt of lightning or something, right? Um, and so, yeah, that everything kind of points to that flyer, which mentions when the clock tower is struck by lightning. Yeah. So immediately after he says, you know, the only thing that can produce that amount is the bolt of lightning. And he goes, but you'd have to know exactly when it's going to hit. And it's because he showed the phone number to doc, but he was reading the flyer that that all clicks in. So now he knows the time, the place, he knows everything. So they've got a plan. That's a lovely little backstitching there. Mm -hmm. Like, like what a lovely setup and payoff. I loved it. Um, so they've got a plan, and so they're they're trying to work out that. And uh, Doc says, "Okay, you got to stay here. You cannot interact with anyone because it'll screw up the time continuum." And as it turns out, yeah, he's like, "Have you have you run into anyone from your future?" And he's like, "Well, I might have met my parents." Parents, yeah. He's like, "Oh no, oh no, Marty!" And uh, yeah, so so he he works out that he has screwed up the relationship with their parents. And Doc talks about how this could endanger his whole existence. Correct. Yeah. And so he kind of flashes that. Is that the first time they flash the picture? I think so. And then you start to see that his brother's head is missing. It's like it's almost been erased. Erased from existence. (laughs) And so they have to go back. They have to fix this. So basically Marty goes back to school. And and his school, of course, is like brand new. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, they're like, okay, well, which one of these guys? Like, Because Doc's asking. Oh, actually, that's not true. First thing he says is... Whoa, that's heavy. And so Marty starts to use that term heavy. Anyway, yeah. they go into the school and uh, he's like, which one of these guys is your dad? Yeah. And then, of course, George comes down the hallway. Yeah, they find he's got a kick me sign on him. Yeah. Uh, he's getting harassed by a couple of gingers. Right. Little well, ginger nuts are like fucking <laughs> taking him to task. But like a special ginger nut, though. Oh, yeah. Malachi. From yeah, yeah, the court. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's just put it this way. Yeah. It's fine to let him fuck with you a little bit, but yeah. don't piss him off. Don't let him put your hand in a blender. No, essentially. no. Yeah. Oh, that movie scared the shit out Holy of me as a kid. Shit, we gotta watch that. Film. Okay, so Children of the Corn. Yeah, that's, that's on the docket. You know what? Can we do this over Christmas? Yeah, yeah, we should. But you know what? Because we got good horror fans uh, yeah. that we're friends with. Yes, Mark and Brian. Oh, you know what? Three geeky dads. This is gonna be right up their alley. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, he he sees he sees uh, George getting harassed and things like that. Yep. And um, he also sees his mom uh, taking a test and cheating kind of thing. So he's seeing all these flaws. <laughs> oh, my There's God. There's an outtake you showed me. Oh, my God. So so they did. They, they An outtake. Uh, they filmed uh, uh, Michael J. Fox to, took on the kind of the persona of a, like a, a cholo. Yeah, he, he's like a Hispanic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway, uh, I digress. Yes. So uh, um, they're like, okay, what... 
we got to get them together. There has to be an event. And it just so happens, because there's 100 million signs, yep. that they realize that we can leverage the... Um, Enchantment under the sea dance. under the sea dance. That's it. So, comes so, up with a plan. Yeah. Doc says, you have to get your father to ask Lorraine to the under sea dance. Right. And yeah. so, the, they, they sort of formulate a bit of a plan. Yeah. He goes to George, kind of like, comes up with the idea, and they meet in the cafeteria. Yeah. And so, he's like, hey, you know, I introduced you to Lorraine earlier. Uh, yeah. What do you think about that girl? She just wants you to ask her to come to that dance. Yeah. And, uh... This is where I also find out that George has an interest in writing science fiction. Yeah, yeah. So he's writing stories yeah. uh, about science fiction. And uh, like he's, he's kind of he's got this creative side. And actually, Marty is surprised because this is the first time he's ever heard of it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, George has this unfulfilled life. Yeah. Lorraine has this unfulfilled life. It's like mm-hmm. they got thrown together for the worst reasons. Yeah. But neither of them had really actualized who they were truly meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so the solve that comes out of, you know, Marty intervening, although, you know, there's a threat to the space-time continuum, mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, it allows them to become actualized. It's actually really, yeah. I love how this sort of resolves itself because you can see the limitations in the early parts yeah. and how it, it kind of, there's this fulfillment that comes out of it. Yeah. I, I have a dark thought. Shoot. And and it's it's kind of ugly. Um, is um, Because in the scene, you see Biff kind of really trying to touch Lorraine, touching yeah. her up and stuff. Oh, God. You know, he's 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 really, really uh all over her. Side story, Tom Tom Wilson's great in this. Like he's so good. He's an incredible actor. Absolutely. Yeah. But okay, well, because it's it's been alluded to and it almost kinda happened in this movie is uh Biff kind of almost raping Lorraine. Mm-hmm. In is the Marty, actual timeline, is do you Mar- think that happened? Is I Mar- don't think it, that Marty is is Lorraine's kid or, no, or no. Biff's kid, right? But do you think maybe that adds to why she is so, like, no, no, distraught? And, and I don't want to. I don't want to go down that path. The, the reason but, I say that is because yeah. she's so tolerant about having Biff around later, right? Like, so there's, I guess, there's yeah. all the detailing that goes on. Yeah. Biff's still like subservient to George in the future. Yeah, um, and well, I, and, well, yeah, in the, in, in the alternate timeline, but in the act in the first timeline, I I don't know well, because you know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't shoot that down. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think they were putting that much into it. But I yeah. mean, if you really wanted to think these things through, and if I was Leah Thompson coming yeah. with motivation in those scenes about how sour she was, how yeah. angry she was, how yeah. much she had to drink to sort of suppress, mm. it could very well be that she's drinking to suppress, and especially she's drinking right after Biff was there. Yes. Oh, it's it's not implausible. That's yeah. Mm. Not looking too much. Okay, my All brain right. hurts now. Okay, I need my idea hammer. So Please. anyway, uh, yes. Yeah. So um, basically. You know, he's trying to get uh, George to ask Lorraine out. Yeah. Uh, but George is reluctant to do it. Yeah. And he's also, he's like, and then there's the echoing of the lines of, I don't think I can handle I that kind of rejection. rejection. Yeah. So, I mean, this is Marty's insecurities, obviously, that he gets from his dad. Yeah. But he also points to the fact that I think that she wants someone else to ask her out. And that you were right. So Biff's touching her. Yeah. And George, or not George, but Marty has a problem with this. Obviously, he's like yeah. touching his mom. So he comes in and challenges Biff. Angers up. Yep. There's another beautiful shot scene where he, I think he pushes Biff down. But then Biff kind of stands up. That's, and in, the, and, that's in the diner That's in the that's diner, sorry. Up. Oh, God. But it is crazy. amazing. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. that visual is like. Okay, but he up. does get into an altercation, but it doesn't happen because. Strickland. Because the watcher shows up. That's right. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Oh, and intervenes. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not supposed to intervene. I know. Does he not know the fundamental rules? Is it Klaatu? What's what's his, what's the watcher's actual name? I think his name is Klaatu or something. Oh. Well, there's a bunch of watchers. Well, there is, but but, I, mean, what's but that I think the Earth watcher? watcher is Klaatu. I okay. Think. Yeah. Anyhow, or, so yeah, something along those lines. So yeah. anyway, he stops that from happening. Yeah. If sort of says, "Here's a free." Um, 
free piece of advice. Yeah. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Like, so <laughs> you establish later on for the future films that Biff's got a fucking terrible sense of com- comedic timing. Yeah. He doesn't know how to tell a joke. So, so they get out. Um, yeah. and, and again, I really like Biff in this. I think he's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, so uh, Marty's got the idea now. Yeah. Because uh, he's trying to convince George. Yeah. And, and uh, George says, no one on this earth yes. can convince me to do this. Because exactly. the, at the time of the dance, is his favorite TV show, or a radio program. Yeah. Is um, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> I was just going to say, gonna say <laughs> I know. It's something along those lines. But I was like, oh God, could you imagine how oh, fucking God, awesome that would be? That would be brilliant. Oh, anyway. Okay. So... So he gets an idea planted. Yeah. So he ends up breaking into George's home. Right. And uh, putting a pair of uh, earphones onto George. and The Walkman that you had alluded to that yeah. he brought with him. <laughs> he has a tape that has Edward Van Halen I on know. It. His, his formal name? Like <laughs> Sir Edward? Sir Edward Van Halen. <laughs> so Van Halington? Yeah. Just... So he uh, he pops it on and he's yep. wearing his hazmat or his um, yeah hazmat suit sure uh, his radiation suit and and blasts some sweet guitar licks oh yeah this is all eruption is the song yeah yeah and uh, George can't handle it and then he um, Marty introduces himself as Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan right I know <laughs> Sigh. but it's pretty good it, it is, is fun he does enough to freak him out so anyway yeah. so uh, Marty's at the gas station the next day yeah. trying to open a Pepsi yeah. Delicious, refreshing. Uh, Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. (laughs) You know what's interesting is that nobody ever questions Marty's currency, which must be... Where does Marty get money? uh, Well, he must have some USD. But no one's going to look at the dates. Yeah. Because imagine, like, there's variations in the US dollar that has happened since the 1950s. When did presidents change? I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting, hey? But nobody really pays any attention. I'm going to pay you in five Kennedys. And then just like, (laughs) what? What the fuck? But even the coins would have had, like, different dating on them, right? Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, I wonder if someone would have been able to uh, go back to the diner because that's the first place he actually spends yeah. coins. He has to, he has to buy that coffee, yes. and he puts coins on the counter. And I was thinking about this: like, what if he had stuff from the eighties? Yeah, and he put it in there. Like, I'm sure he did. What the fuck happens with that currency as it circulates through time? Well, like, is there like a, a, a time space a anomaly? Guy, one guy has to go and correct everything. Who is that man that has to correct the timeline? Uh, quantum leap. It's basically <laughs> no kidding. He, he's talking to Ziggy. He's, he's trying to find a way to go back. back and the shit out of that. I was thinking Watcher Strictly. But. Oh, well. it could have been. Yeah, Klaatu Verata. Yeah. Nick, Nick <laughs> no, necktie. no, it's necktie. Of course, yeah, nickel. <laughs> it's definitely an N word. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, but so he's he's um, yeah. George. He convinces George that he must ask out. Um, Lorraine right. or he will melt his brain he's going to melt his brain so he's going to go back to the diner he's a bit yeah. disheveled but yeah. um, as they get up to the diner George isn't super confident you know and he's sort of saying to him like well, what am I supposed to say to her like uh, I don't know what I don't know what to do and so he kind of yeah. gives him some lines and he George's like oh this is really good this is good stuff yeah, yeah. so he's writing stuff down and he, he walks into yeah. the diner and everyone's dancing which is yeah. weird it's like something high school musical <laughs> um, so they're moving around and getting through things it's a sock hop basically <laughs> oh no it's a straight in the rug it's all like top secret uh it's val kilmer and uh oh my god yeah, yeah. so they're they're doing their thing yeah. and um george approaches lorraine and actually mm. what's interesting oh sorry go ahead sorry just because i love this so much is george he's just about he's trying to psych himself up oh i love yeah. that sorry, go he's ahead. like what is the guy's name like harry or something yeah, yeah. harry chocolate milk no it's like milk milk chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> and, it, and just... it slides up perfectly ready for him it's fucking 
awesome. <laughs> oh my god, I love that yeah, so much. It's super good. Yeah, because so he does. He goes up. He does. He does. Makes the big like kind yeah. of like you're my density. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my destiny. destiny. Yeah. And, and she's uh, almost kind of into it. A no, little I totally bit. think like this yeah. is where that plants that seed. Yeah. So that when eventually he comes and defends her. Which yeah. is that key component that's always been missing? Uh, then she can see it. Like I think he likes that he takes charge. This yeah. is the first time that George takes charge in the film at all. Yeah. So it's cool. I mean, so the <laughs> seed is planted. Yeah. Anyway, however, the big derailleur comes up and yeah. it's Biff. Right. So Biff walks in and but he's looking at Kelvin Klein now. <laughs> right. No. First he says, McFly. Yeah. I told you never to come in here. That's right. And that's when everything. And then, of course, somehow the record stops. Like, you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> record scratch. No kidding. So someone unplugs it just for Biff? Like, was it was it the guy in the 3D glasses? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Nice work, that was 3D. Zane. That's no the only thing. Zane, like, yeah. yeah, I did it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But then Marty gets in between them. Yeah. And I think Marty shoves him down. Well, this is the scene where Biff stands up. Yeah. He trips him as he's walking over to him. Um, that's right. Oh, are we watching the same movie? We have. Oh, my God. What is in this whiskey anyway? Uh, whiskey? I think it, no, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Heroin. <laughs> nice. The essence of flavor. <laughs> if you're a future Amma fan. Yes. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So, uh, Biff trips, trips and yeah. he stands up and he's like, obviously, he's super angry because he was yeah. about to make an example of George yeah. and so you see Marty's eyes and this is that scene where he's like it. just eyebrow <laughs> raises <laughs> what have I done yeah I made a huge mistake that's it yeah. so he does something to kind of shove everyone down and runs out of the diner right and then he gets to like those kids were on the uh, soapbox skateboards yeah. and he's uh, like hey kid I need to borrow your skateboard Skate? scooter yeah scooter yeah he rips off the uh top of the scooter bit and yep. then rides the skateboard oh and yeah. he's fucking awesome again he's getting yeah. back in the 1980s like yeah. the same sort of skill level yeah he's doing all kinds of moves people are like what the fuck is happening like brains are melting yeah goldie is in on it he yeah. loves what's going on <laughs> and uh, biff and his crew his entourage yeah drama uh, yeah. Turtle, uh, all, all of them hop in the car, basically are falling around and, with uh, Biff. Yeah, the uh, the red haired one. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hate the red haired one. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's right. They chase him down, yep. and they're they have this big chase scene where he's switching cars and things like that. Uh, he ends up um, uh, where he's going to get rammed behind right. this truck. Right. So so he he um, lets the skateboard go and runs up through the seats yep. and jumps back on the skateboard. They don't they don't notice that they're headed right towards. Oh, it's Doc Jones. Doctor Jones is like oh yeah manure manure. <laughs> yeah. So an Indiana Jones reference, which yeah. I mean again, feel free to like watch it when it happens. But that's oh. a pretty good throwback. Like Spielberg just like <laughs> don't mind if I do. It's just a little something. So one of the things about that score. So Alan yes. Silvestri. Like, let's talk oh. about that for a sec because Thank honestly, you. he scored this so incredibly well. I yeah. love this music. It is just so exciting. Like this whole like chase scene is so score is scored so well. And it's all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, like the whole thing is framed around the tension in that music. Yeah. Um, and it's so epic and, and awesome. Like it's grandiose. Yeah. And I mean, it, they use it throughout. Yeah. But um, you know, it's one of those guys. Like I don't know that much about Alan Silvestri as opposed to like you know John Williams or whomever yeah. else. But I love this one. I think it it just uh, it's iconic. Again, it is it's, iconic. everything in this whole thing is like really well set up. Yeah. So, so uh, Biff and the boys uh, smash into the manures truck. Yeah, doc- no, Doctor Jones's manure. Doctor Jones's manure. So, sorry. how yeah. would Indiana Jones be attached to manure? What do you think that okay, is? Okay, here we go. Let's figure this out. Yeah. 
So perhaps the Jones family uh, owned a, a ranch. Well, we do see in the in the young Indiana Jones yes. uh, television show yes. that was a little bit later than this that he rides around on horses. That's right. Um, and then even in the third movie, yeah. when Indiana is going after that one piece, um, that one cross, yeah. that he's on horseback yeah. when he's actually going there. So there's a distinct possibility that Indiana Jones does have a connection to horses. Yes. So much so that he's making a little side hustle on this, this manure business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not even a doctor at this point. He's just a doctor of love. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe. 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 So, a shared universe. Easy. Do, um... Indiana Jones's dad, he was a doctor too? He was, yes. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. okay. So, uh, um... He was a theologist. Uh, so, Sean Connery's a doctor. Yeah. Okay, he's mm-hmm. a... Yeah, that makes more sense. Very good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, anyway. we've got the manure. Yeah. And then we go back to, uh, Doc Brown's house. Yeah. And so this is where they're going to uh, set up the model to figure out how to actually go back in time. So, (laughs) sorry, I made a scale model, but uh, please forgive. Uh, I didn't have time to uh, scale it or paint it. (laughs) That's right. You know, it's pretty good. It is good. I mean, I love that he's so detail focused. This is a true scientist, right? Yeah. This is why his name in the yellow pages makes perfect sense. Scientist. Scientist. Well, he's the only one there. (laughs) No kidding. <laughs> What's the theoretical area that you want me to uh, advise you on? Yeah. This thing doesn't matter. I'm a scientist. I'm I got scientist. it all. Well, <laughs> no just, I did it with science. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, so yeah, they they try to simulate what they're trying to do, trying to uh, coordinate uh, a copper kind of uh, rod that will hook onto a wire at the exact moment that the lightning moves. Right. Yeah, and they set the whole thing up. They've got the battery yeah. all connected. Uh, Marty winds up his car, um, sets it down the path. It all seems very... I don't know why they actually need to simulate this because it's not actually going to go back in time if he connects it correctly, but they thought, eh, fun. And, but unfortunately, like, it sends so much power into the car yeah. that the car goes scooting off yeah. on fire, yeah. runs into a bunch of rags that have been tucked into a bucket yeah. and sets that on fire. So more smoke... <laughs> Around Doc Brown. Like his pyromania is still being highly emphasized. Lady fire. Exactly. Yeah. But what's important is who shows up? Well, uh, Lorraine shows up. Right. And um, uh, she wanders is such a great, I love that like, like Doc is casually leaning on the covered DeLorean and then Marty's (laughs) leaning on Doc. It's pretty funny. But, But, But also the futility in his face where he's like, so... How did it go when you were trying to convince George to ask out Lorraine? Yeah. You think it worked? And he's like, yeah, 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 Esther, I think it was pretty good. And then he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. So Lorraine's like, um, Calvin, I was hoping that you'd um, ask me to the dance. Right. Kind of thing. And so he, he agrees to, to go to the dance with her because he's formulating a new plan. Well, he asked me. He's got no choices. Yeah. Like, if she wants to go with him, yeah. that's fine. But, um... So what's his rationale again? Like, I think what he wanted to do was, knowing that his mom was such a Puritan in the yeah. future, he's thinking, well, look, if I if I try to take advantage of her, yes. she's going to be so upset by this yes. that when George shows up and rescues her, he's going to be hero. Oh, the thing yeah. was, yeah. Lorraine says, I think someone should be able to defend someone she cares about. Yes. So this is obviously a core value for Lorraine. Yeah. And Ooh, so it becomes... Well, yeah. no, but it even becomes more important, yeah. especially in the face of Biff, because... Yeah. Well, Marty may be a target in this, and if he's being a little bit offside, well, that's one thing. Yeah. But Biff's, like, already expressed the fact that he's, like, he's got grabby tendencies. You're mine, Lorraine. Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And you want me to give it to you. Like, yeah. it's just, it's he's it's full cool. on. So, yeah. and plus, Biff's an imposing figure. So, for George to take on Marty, that's one thing. But for George to take on Biff, that's actually high stakes. 
It is. So yeah, Biff is easily the biggest, toughest guy in high school. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, we'll keep going. But yeah. uh, anyway, so um, yeah. So they set everything up. Everything's on fire. There's yeah. smoke everywhere, but they kind of get up with a new plan. Yeah. And the new plan now is to get, uh, you know, George to uh, come and do this whole intervention. Yeah. So Marty's coaching George yep. about, okay, what's going to happen is I'm going to get handsy with uh, Lorraine, <laughs> my mom. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so, <laughs> so but you, what what's going to happen is you're going to come in. And you're going to say, hey, you, get your damn hands off of her. Yeah. And then you punch me in the stomach and she falls in love with you. Right. That's the plan. Right. And it seems actually pretty practical because, again, she's already expressed that this is something that she's kind of looking for, for someone to defend. Yes. And she has been so enamored after he was able to defend her from Biff. Biff. Right. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, you know, George doesn't know if he can do it, but, but he convinces him. And so, um, cut to the enchantment under the sea dance. dance. Yeah. So you see George, he's in the dance hall. He's kind of dancing away. He's got like a little, little bit. He's got like a little mug of something. I don't know. Probably coffee. Uh, <laughs> cause he's a square and, yeah. uh, you know, he's kind of doing his thing. And then you sort of see, uh, Marty and Lorraine pull up. Yeah. They pull up and, uh, um, uh, Marty's like, do you mind if we park? A little bit, and Lorraine's like, "You think this is the first time I parked for the boy?" I know. Well, she actually takes off her overcoat. Oh yeah, and she's all like cleavy. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and so Marty's kind of like, "Oh God!" Like, yeah, I think he's kind of like tempted for a moment or two. Like, oh, let's do this. Then when he spits out, oh, but but then she produces a flask, <laughs> right? And starts smoking. <laughs> yeah. Then she takes like a bump. It was yeah. weird. Like, okay. <laughs> then she she finds a vein okay. and chases the dragon in front okay. of him. And no, right through her toes. Like, yeah, right oh. her toes. No, these other ones are spent. That's it. <laughs> I need to find a new conduit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, and uh, he sees all this, like you know, uh, quite rebellious side of her. Yep. And um, she's she's like very much like um, uh, coming on to him, right? Yeah. Like she is. To the point where, and he's like sweating, flop sweating. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Actually, can we pull back for one yeah, second? Yeah, Because before they actually go to the dance, yeah. there's the whole setup where Doc is getting ready to do all the weather equipment. And there's that one catch about the permit, which was so funny because you saw it. So anyway, as they're going there, uh, you know, they're, they're getting everything set up and you can kind of see this cop pull up and he's talking to Doc and he's like, you know, um, hey, what's going on here? He's like, oh, weather experiment. Yeah. He's like... You got a permit for that? And it's like, you can see Doc just like, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> but it's a total payoff. He has to like, you can see Doc reaching into his wallet and forking over cash. <laughs> he bribes a fucking This dog. is no Barney Fife. This guy no. is like, look, looking for a little, like, like what, what, what is beak? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. That's a brilliant Brilliant. Hill, Hill Valley has still got that seedy element. Yeah. Even yeah, in the yeah. 50s. Anyway, it was really funny. I that thought it was, was a great catch. That was wonderful to see that. So, yeah. Right. Exactly that. So, um, so yeah. Marty's back at the car. Things yeah. are getting uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, uh, actually, Leah Thompson plants a kiss on Marty. Yeah. But immediately, she draws back. Yeah. Because yeah. she's like, it's like I'm kissing my brother. Yeah. And so, you know, Marty actually feels a little bit reassured. Yeah. Leah Thompson's not really certain what's going on. And you think, huh. Well, this is good because now um, George is going to show up. Yeah. And the whole thing's going to be resolved. Well, door, door gets opened. Right. And uh, uh, Marty's like, ah, oh, George. He looks up. 
But it's Biff. It's Biff Tannen. Yeah. And Biff is pissed off. Oh, yeah. That uh, wreckage, all yeah. the manure cost him 300 bucks. Yeah. And he's going to take it out of his hide. Yeah. Which almost just went the other way. Yeah. Uh, so, so he grabs, grabs Marty, yeah. gives him to like 3D cool. glasses, yeah. Johnny Handsome, yeah. and uh, and leather gloves. Yeah. And then uh, they run him off. They do. I think he gives him a couple of shots. A little bit. I but he so. wants, he's got his eyes set on the rain. Oh, yeah. Like, and again, like, honestly, this is like, it's a really, I didn't give it as much credence no. back when I was a kid, but this is a really terrible moment for it, rain. Yes, it is. It's awful. Because and, Biff yeah. is physically overpowering. Yeah. He's a big dude. And he's not taking no for an answer. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And he's already like eviscerated the one person who he, in his mind, could have stopped him. Yeah. He's got him at a disadvantage. So he's kind of been empowered a bit. Yeah. So the, the hey, Biff's boys go and throw Marty into uh, the trunk of a car. Yep. Uh, and um, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the, uh, 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 an individual, uh, one of the band members, a black man, stands up. And it's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And they mouth him off. I think they do a little racial slur at him. Oh, they call him a, sp- a spook. Yeah. Which, uh, and then the other five guys are <laughs> like, just come who are you calling spook? Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. What have I done? Yeah. Because they're like, ah, I'm not messing up with no reefer heads. Oh, I know. Because like, they're having a joint. Well, I mean, they're hotboxing. They're like, I don't know, <laughs> Ford or whatever. car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What it, I think it was a Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> a very early model. <laughs> Wow. No. Toyota really moved in on the shit out of this. Yeah, no. So uh, they, they scare him off. They take the yeah. three guys. They chase him out of there. And then they're like, you can hear Marty. Yeah, he's banging yeah. in the back of the trunk. And they're like, where are the keys? Yeah. And they're like, they're in here. In the trunk. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're trying to get Marty out. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, Biff is assaulting Lorraine and and, uh, and doing that kind of thing. And uh, um, George now thinks it's his cue. So he's still assuming it's... Uh, Marty in the car. Right. And he opens the car door and it's Biff. Yeah, and he mostly delivers a line too. He's like, hey, yeah. you get your damn hands yeah. off. Oh, and he, he yeah. Yeah. sees what he's up against and, and yeah. you know, uh, Biff kind of gives him like, hey, look, get out of here, McFly. Yeah. And Lorraine's like, she implores him. She's yeah. like, help, George, I really need your help. Yeah. And you know what? And then he finds the courage and there's this kind of a magical moment mm. where he just, he stiffens up and he, and he you know he's going to get fucked up. He's, you know he's going to get beat to death. Yeah doesn't care he no. just he really actually likes Lorraine yeah and he really wants to do the right thing in the right moment and this is actually an incredible time for George yeah like I feel like and Crispin Glover's kind of a flake and a weird dude yeah but he's super vulnerable and really awesome in this moment he does an incredible job in this so yeah. anyway Biff Biff for sure can take him out yeah grabs his arm you know, twist. twist it around, you yeah. know, and he has like him kind of pinned and he's turned around, but his right hand is still free. Okay. He's got his left hand. Go ahead. Okay. Um, just while that's happening, the um, the other guys in the band finally use a screwdriver to, to get Marty out of the trunk. Right, but script their hand. Yeah, yeah. A, a uh, uh, what was his name? Marvin Berry. Marvin Berry. <laughs> yeah, cuts his hand. Yeah. And uh, Marty gets out and he runs to go find because he's absolutely positive that there's no way that George can solve this. Yes. And so he's going to have to get involved again, which hypothetically had Marty yeah. solved it for, for Biff. If he would have gone in and fight, fought him, yeah. they never would have fixed this, right? Like, yeah. then forevermore, Lorraine would say, not only are you the person who my dad hit, but you're also the person who defended me. Yeah. There, he's dead. He's yeah. definitely it's dead. It's done. It's yeah. done. Yeah. However, as he runs up, what yeah. happens? Well, here you were describing it. The Crispin Glover's fist. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He just he reaches around and clocks him. Yeah. 
fucking knocks him. And not he, what I love is it's a two shot take because yeah. there's one of the connection and then there's the one of the spin and he's hitting yeah. the back of the car and sliding down. So Bick yeah. is like fucking out cold. Yeah. And and you see George, he's like looking at his hand and he's just like, what happened? <laughs> totally. It's awesome. Yeah. And then he he offers a hand to Lorraine. Can I help you or something? Whatever he says. Well, because it, previously yeah. we didn't talk about it, but but Biff had shoved Lorraine down. That's right. Like she tried to get out and like stop oh, yeah. what was going to happen, and, yeah. and he kind of grabs her and shoves her. And yeah. this is okay. A, yeah, yeah, this is where George kind of like again added fuel to the fire. So mm. for sure now, like offers Lorraine a hand. Yeah, talks her up. They go off to the dance. Yeah, yeah. Marty witnesses it. What's amazing, and I have to give kudos to the uh, other film uh, number two is just like when. Uh, other Marty witnesses Marty witnessing George is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it is. I mean, so look <laughs> again. Budget. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> no, I just I don't love these films. Be- I don't love the other subsequent films because um, it seems, especially the third one. I always found it was like I wanted it to be something so much more on scale with the first one. Yeah, where they could have done something different. And it seems like they really settled into stuff. That whole ZZ Top shoehorn. I was like, yeah. fuck uh, this. Yeah. I mean, you had Huey Lewis for the first one. It's like you're trying to recreate the magic so hard yeah. that it was like awkwardly done. Okay. However, that being said, they did do a great job in the second one in terms of like stitching that film back together yeah. to the first one. So yeah. kudos to the second one more so than the third. That, that okay. would be my take on it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Continue on. Okay. Um, so they go into the dance and um, Marty's there and... and uh, um, Marvin Berry's hand is fucked up, yeah, so they Marvin, need someone to play guitar. That's right. And he's like, oh, I play guitar. And he's like, okay, well, join the band. Yeah. Um, so Marty's up there. Because um, he knows he still has to facilitate that first kiss. Because yes. that's going to be the one thing that makes sure they're definitely going to be in existence in the future. Yeah, that's going to cement it. So right. Marty's got the photo of his uh, siblings, and yeah. they're basically almost all gone. And he's trying to play uh, along with Earth Angel. But at that moment, he's starting to deteriorate himself. That's right. That's right. And he sees George and Lorraine dancing, but then... Um, Malachi shows Malachi up. Malachi shows up, yeah. <laughs> Out of the way, McFly. Yeah. Boom! Yeah, and he's there and he's like getting handsy. It, I always felt like this was a little much. Well, but you know, it was more children of the porn. Like he's just <laughs> really trying to like, hey, hey. So he's getting handsy with I'm Lorraine. I'm going to be your Malachi. Yeah, yeah. Lorraine and, and Marty thinks, well, that's it, I'm done. He's sitting well, down. Well, George does. Oh, no. So, I, well, yeah, and well, George, George gives up and then, yeah. and then, yeah, but but Marty's like physically dying. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, George shows up, shoves Malachi down. Nice. Is like, you're done. Kind of thing. I can't remember what he says. But no, he just kind of like shoves him and then moves yeah. in for the kiss. Yeah, he moves into Lorraine and gives her a smooch. Boom! Marty gets all of his energy back. The photos and reestablish itself. And he leaps up. Like, yeah. it's like he is like powered up. Yeah. And, uh, power and he's got his energy. Up. Yeah. yeah, power up. And, and he's he's about ready to leave. But then uh, Marvin Berry looks over to him and says, hey, let's give him one. Let's get him one that's really going to get him hopping. Oh, yeah. Right? Like something that really cooks. Cooks. And like all my arm hair stands up oh. in that moment because, oh. you know, he walks out and he's like, ah, okay. And you know what? So the last time you see Marty play, yeah. it was all musical. It was a bit kind of erratic. Yeah. And so you didn't really know what his skills were. It was just mostly yeah. like him noodling. But then, you know, knowing the time period and knowing who he's with, mm. he kind of leans back on a classic. And this is like fucking awesome. awesome. Like, oh my God. Oh. Like, I just, oh. Right when he when he's like, he talks to the band and then he spins around and just launches into that lick. That like, little solo. Like, yeah. you're just like, holy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Even you doing that right now is making my arm <laughs> stand up. 
So he goes into Johnny Be Good. And, oh. like, and again, so uh, my best recollection of this is that yeah. he learned to play guitar and he also sang on this song. Uh, but it's just, it's classically done. It's completely oh. cool. Everyone's enjoying the shit out of it. And like, imagine that moment for yourself. Like you were just about to die. Yeah. You're about to be like exited from existence. You've got a new lease on life. You've got all the confidence in the world. And so one of the things that Marty has always suffered from is a lack of confidence. Yeah. And now he's got... He doesn't give a fuck. He's yeah. got no one to perform for other than himself. Yeah. And in, in this moment, it's probably the one solidifying event that lets him know that... Because he was questioning his ability as a musician yes, with Jennifer. That's right. Yeah. He's like, maybe it's just not for me. Yeah. But music is for him. And you can tell because his instincts kick in like crazy here. It and in a, in, a, in a great, like, easy to follow song for yeah. everyone around him. And they all kind of are part of it. But it's awesome. He does like, oh. a super, super good job. Oh, I love this. This scene is so amazing <laughs> but so much so that he goes a little bit crazy at he the does end. go crazy goes yeah. a bit prince yeah <laughs> he goes up on uh, like an insane solo yeah and even the band just can't even follow him oh yeah. yeah and then especially because like Marvin Berry is looking at the guitar at the end like what the fuck was that <laughs> he's looking at the guitar like did you just yeah. take possession of him <laughs> so many he, he obviously he calls uh, his brother Chuck or cousin Chuck or something yeah, yeah. Your cousin, yeah, yeah. Marvin Barry. Like, Marvin yeah. Barry. You know that new sound you're looking for? Yeah, yeah he's so. from New York all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. He's, <laughs> hey, hey, forget about it. Like, hey, Johnny Cakes. <laughs> I love you, Johnny Cakes. Yeah. I think uh, our buddy Mark from Three Geeky Dads is watching Sopranos. Oh, that's right. So yeah, I'm wondering if he's got the Johnny Cake parts. Well, I hope so. Because <laughs> now you've got Marvin Barry doing Johnny Cakes. Johnny Cakes. Okay. Okay, so, okay, so um, <laughs> uh, he plays the song. He finishes. Yep. Um, he's just about to leave, but then he encounters Lorraine and George. Right. Yeah. So they, they kind of say to him, like, that was really interesting music. Is it okay yeah. if uh, George takes me home? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Marty's like, this course. is trying to facilitate this whole thing. Yeah. And then he kind of like does a little bit of a, like a, a cheeky thing. Like, I've got a, I've got a really good feeling about you guys. Yeah. And if, uh, if you ever have a kid and he kind of like sets a rug on fire, take a little bit easy on him. Yeah. And uh, Marty, what a nice name. Yeah. So, you know, all the seeds are planted in this. But yeah. my question, and we talked about this actually yeah. as it was happening, was how do they not know mm. what Marty is when they see Marty as their kid mm. and recognize him as exactly the person who facilitated the relationship in yeah. the future? Especially when, he, when he's at that age. Yes. Yeah. Like when he's, a seven, when he's a teenager, and this is maybe why he gets the Toyota. Yeah. Because oh yes, they sort of say like you know what you did something special here, and none of the yeah. other kids like so we'll get to this in a minute or two. But yeah. the other two kids are still living with their parents. Yeah, uh, and the brother's an executive. The yeah. daughter is obviously pretty put together. She's got lots of boyfriends. Their lives are fundamentally better than they were in the oh, yeah. previous timeline. But the only kid who actually gets a vehicle out of the whole thing is Marty. Yeah, and That's I right. think that maybe let's ask uh, uh, the, the watcher. watcher. <laughs> Strictly, what's your thoughts? Like, he's not a slacker anymore. I can't interfere, slacker. No yeah. kidding. I'm the slacker. Yeah, oh, man. Okay, well, here you go. Wow. So maybe, there you go. Oh. This is the solution. Crisscross. That's yeah, right. that's, um, oh, far out, man. There's okay. so, yeah, anyway. Okay, so um, he takes off because now he's got to get to Doc. Yep. Right? But um, before he meets Doc, he's at a diner. Actually, I, this might happen earlier. I don't know. But he writes a note to Doc saying, hey, in the future, you're going to shot yep. just to let you know. So he writes a letter. Well, no, he shows up. So here's the thing. Like, he yeah. just, he left the like, dance. Yeah. He comes back. He's changed clothes. He's back in his yeah. 1985 clothes. That's right. And uh, he's talking to Doc, and he's trying to get, like, things solved. And he's like, hey, let's prevent this terrible thing from happening. Yeah. And he puts that note in his pocket. In his pocket. In, right. in Doc's trench coat. 
Right. Uh, Doc does notice this this letter. Well, well no, but let's let's go through it all because yeah. he doesn't notice it until they talk about like, hey, look, you know what? I can't wait to see in the future. You give him my yeah. life purpose. Like, yeah. you know what? Doc is fulfilled now. Like, and it's exactly this thing. Like, he's a failed scientist. Yeah. Even though it's in the yellow pages, so he's he's obviously <laughs> been recognized for those skills. Yeah. But again, like now, Doc has been kind of listless this mm-hmm. entire time, and this is what makes it so that even in spite of his mansion burning down and everything else that's happened to him in his life, yeah, he's prepared to continue on to pursue time travel. Yes. Yeah. He's given him the energy, the impetus to do it. Right. But that because Doc has always had that energy and impetus because. He knows the timeline. Well, he does. And that has to be the way that it's driven. I know. Okay. I can't stop peeing and crying. Uh, no, it's true. So anyway, this is one of the best uh, tension scenes I've oh. ever seen in my entire life because oh. the whole time I'm freaking out. So Marty gets in the car. Yeah. Uh, he drives back. Doc's like got everything set. You know, the, the cable is all uh, connected. And then yeah. when the lightning hits, they're going to be in good shape. Except yeah. tree falls. Tree falls uh, and knocks the uh, cable out from the clock side. And so um, Doc's like, oh! So he's got to go up and check out the, uh, fix the cable while Marty goes back. And he's got he's to accelerate from the starting line exactly when the alarm rings. And at the same time, Marty's also facilitating getting the cable up. Yeah. So like he does this whole thing. He tries to warn Doc because yeah. Doc's ripped up the letter, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, you know, Doc, I I gotta tell you about the future. Yeah. On the night I go back, future. you die." And he's like, yeah. "Hurr!" And yeah. the bell goes Hurr! off. And, yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's oh. it's comedic, but at the same time, the whole so thing is so tense. tense. Like you're just oh. thinking to yourself, "Holy shit, they're never gonna put this thing together." No. And even when they actually connect it, so Doc finally like, "Good, yeah. cables in," but he has to pull it so hard that he yanks it out the other end. Oh yeah. And so you're like. What the fuck? And Marty's already screaming down at eight, like well, first, 80, 85. Go ahead. First, the DeLorean doesn't start. Oh, he has to headbutt it. He does. He tries to start it, tries to start it, tries to flood it. Can't do nothing. He does. He headbutts the wheel and it finally turns over. The heat takes off. You're right. Doc uh, unplugs it from the other side. He's got to like uh, zip line down the cable so yep. that he can reconnect it from the tree. It's caught on the tree. Yep. And there's so much tension in this scene. It's beautiful. Oh, I know. God, they really like frame it so well that like, and right down to the last second, like actually the lightning bolt hits. Yeah. And it's cascading down the line (laughs) until Doc actually connects it. So I mean, it's like literally milliseconds and then Marty hits, the line hits, electricity bursts and boom, gone. Yeah. They do a a, a lovely callback that when on re-entry, your car is frozen. So when they re-en, when Marty re-enters into 1985, he's not sure it is yet. Um, the car is like covered in ice. Right. So he knows cool. he actually did it. Yeah. The other thing too is before he goes back, yeah. you know, having known that Doc isn't going to listen to him and, mm. and not knowing that he's going to die, he's like, I'm in a time machine. I've got all the time in the world. Yeah. So he sets it for 10 minutes. What the fuck? Like you could have done this for like a day, a, a week, day. a month, a year. Yeah. You could have like, hey, fun fact. Yeah. Let me acclimatize you to the fact that this deal with the Libyans yeah. isn't going to pan out so isn't hot. Yeah. But unfortunately, he sets it for that, and we know that the DeLorean yeah. is unreliable. Yeah. So, anyway, back in time. Back in time. American Orgy is back on the screen. No, it isn't. It is. Because we see it in the one shot, which is different, because oh, it's a right, church. Right, right, right. But if you pan over to the other theater... That's right. Because it turns out that Hill Valley's got like 50 theaters in that one square. I know, I know. Um, and and lots of skin flicks that's... need to play. Okay. So, a, a juxtaposed against the church. So, oh, yeah. once you're done masturbating, you can go in and atone for your sins. Uh, yeah, and, and weep. <laughs> that's it. Or what if you're weeping while you're masturbating. You can masturbate yes. in the church. That's it. That's it. So, um, that's Jesus another podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 what is that? 
That that's the Hellraiser shared universe. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, oh my god, it's all it's all strung together. Where's why is there so many strings of I was, yarn in your office? You know what? Here's the thing. JFK. Yeah. Uh, here's, Boom. Yeah. <laughs> the Killarney papers. The moon the, landing. Yeah. I've got the papers right here. Grassy Miller. <laughs> Dead meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to watch Hot Shots. Oh, we have to watch Hot Shots. Okay. All right. So anyways, so, he's back. He's back. He's, he's back. Him. And he wants to go and save Doc. But you're right that DeLorean fails him and it stalls. And worse than anything else, the Libyans go screaming by yeah. in that high-speed Volkswagen VW. If, if you if you saw if you really looked if you had squinted you saw them first leave orgy American style <laughs> get into their van. Okay. Well, that was really good. Okay. Well, now we've seen an American porn movie. Let's go blow up some. That's it. I, some son of a bitch who stole us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do the Jedi mind trick. On yeah. <laughs> As it turns out, all Libyans are watching. Oh, no. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Uh, can we talk about my favorite? Oh, I, I want to get to this so badly because okay, you pointed this out. Give it, give it, like, give it. No, no, no. When we get to it, because okay. when Doc shows up again, yeah. his extra. Oh yeah, <laughs> so good. Fuck. So, okay, so Marty so. takes off. Yeah. And he runs and runs and runs. He wants to get there in time, but he yep. gets to the Lone Pine Mall because it's changed. It's not yes. Twin Pine anymore because yes. the timeline has changed, which is like a nice throw. Love it. Yeah. Um, but he's just there enough in time to witness Doc getting shot. Right. Yeah. And instead of like running down the hill, yeah, he, he tumbles down. down. <laughs> Does a tumble and roll? Buster Keaton. He goes full red dawn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> red dawn. What the fuck? Like, why would you go into a military assault role in this? But anyway, so that's what he moves for. So anyway, yeah. so he watches the whole thing unfold. Yeah. He sees the driving of the DeLorean, which he does an awesome job. Yeah. The Libyans are following him. Uh, he goes up eighty-eight. Boom! Disappears. Libyans go into the phone booth. Yeah. And, and if you really squint, you see that they get stabbed by stakes of wood. No, no, they, no, they don't. <laughs> that phone booth was so fucking flimsy. So like, that the phone booth falls apart. The yeah. Libyans somehow are like never get up and just like launch a missile at them while they're doing exposition. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he so goes, he goes up to see Doc. Yeah, and 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 he's he's, he's very upset. He sees his Doc. whole plan failed. Exactly. Yeah. Except except Doc uh, wakes up and, and stands up, and, and then Doc opens up his. Uh, suit and it has a bulletproof vest. Nice. Yeah, exactly. And so Doc's fine. And Doc and Doc produces the note that um, Marty originally wrote him. Right. And what about all that talk about the yeah. future, yeah. Nettleton timeline? I wanted Doc to say, "Well, fuck it." No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches be crazy. <laughs> Like, could have been anything. I'm on my mind, on my money, on my money, on my mind. Gin and juice, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it would have been awesome. However, you yeah. know what? But he does. He kind of acknowledges, like, yeah. uh, he recognized that Marty wouldn't have put it out there if he didn't think it was important. And yeah, so he yeah. just, he did read the letter. And he takes heck? preventative measures. And, like, yeah. then it's good. Like, so yeah. he, he drives Marty back to yeah. his house. Marty doesn't know that the timeline's altered at this no, point no. and just goes back to his bed. And, but can I tell you something? I love the exchange between Doc and Marty just as like Marty's shaking his hand. Like yeah. they're talking about like time travel. And he's like, look, re-entry is going to be a little bit jarring. And you know what? Take care of yourself. And, and there's this really, it's it's not affected in any way. Like no. Doc is really kind to him and really yeah, thoughtful to him. And, yeah. and you can tell there's a genuine affection for him. Yeah, I love that. And it's like all the things that he's been waiting for for this last... 40 years yeah. has suddenly come to fruition and he's just like yeah. he's so grateful in these moments I, I you can really read it like no one's playing anything up b- both between like um, Michael J. Fox yeah. and uh, Christopher Lloyd they're just really they're genuine just in this awesome connection between it is the two of them. Yeah. yeah they have the wonder, the most wonderful chemistry right 
Um, and so, uh, yeah, Marty wanders into his room and falls asleep. He gets woken up by Power of Love, I think. No, well, no, it's oh, back in back time. Back in time, thank But you. he's also got, like, the Family Guy, like, broken yeah, 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 arm, like, pose again. He, he wakes up and he wanders out into the his house to get some breakfast. His yeah. parents, uh, he's noticed well, No, but he walks in and then, like, yeah. the house is, like... Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's like amazing. His yeah. brother's like in a suit. His yeah. like sister's like super like put together. She's extra shoulder pads, like double shoulder pads. She's got double shoulder. We didn't actually talk about this in the first part, but in the original scene, she's got yeah. a set of shoulder pads. Now she's yeah. got like triple shoulder pads. Triple shoulder pads. Nice. He's sitting down, and then his his parents show up and right. come in. They just finished playing tennis. Yeah, and he just drops to the floor because they're looking fantastic. Yep. Yeah, and he comments on that, and and um. Uh, his brother says, well, I got to get to the office. Right. Right. And he's like, oh, but the car's destroyed. Right. And they're like, what? What happened? So they go outside yeah. and they see that they see Biff. They do see Biff. But yeah. here's the thing. There's four people in the house with a one car. One car. It makes no sense. Hey, if Dave is so, ex- like, yeah. so successful, why doesn't he have his own car? And also like... Huge cocaine problem. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a thing. Well, the yeah. DUI, he can't drive anymore. So yeah. the thing is, he, he's got a driver. That's true. But yeah, there's, there's Biff. And yeah. Biff's out there, he's like putting on a coat of like wax on the yeah. BMW. That's right. Obviously a successful person's vehicle. Oh, of course, of course. Okay. And uh, um, uh, George comes out and, he's, and, and he says, hey, Biff, um, uh, how's it going? And Biff's like, hey, I'm just putting the, uh, the, the second coat on your, your car here, second coat of wax. Oh, Biff, no, no, don't lie to me. Yeah. Like, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, it's the first coat. But this is the thing, like yeah. now that George has laid out Biff... Yeah, and Biff's Biff's been put in his place. Yeah, he's not he's really the same guy at all yeah. anymore, <laughs> which is amazing because the whole time he's actually quite deferential. Yeah. and really like uh, passive. Yeah, and it's completely the opposite of how he was being played before. And so again, love it. Yeah, yeah it was just really so good. super neat. Biff, um, or oh, they go back in the house, and Marty's just kind of acclimatizing to this new outcome. Everybody's looking wonderful and successful. All of a sudden, Biff wanders in with a, um, a with oh my god with. <laughs> So long, oh my god. Oh, I know. Apologies, everyone. Yeah. So but we're just really in. loving this. Yeah. So Biff wanders in with a box of um, George's first publication. Right. And so this yeah. is uh, a match made in the heavens. Yeah. And so it's a, a match made in space, I think. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. So it's about like, you know, Darth him. Vader and Vulcan. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so no copyright issues party. there anywhere. Like Gene Roddenberry just, oh, <laughs> Lucas, like, okay. right. sword fighting with the Beckers. Yeah. Like, it's nothing good is happening right now. So anyway. Yeah. So you've got this whole thing that gets wrapped up uh, and then it gets alluded to that there's already a second coat of wax on Marty's car. Yeah. Marty opens up the garage. There's a Toyota, the most reliable. The most awkward angle. What, did he just like Tokyo drift into that parking spot? <laughs> Holy shit. Like it's Fast and Furious. Yeah. One or, or minus one because yeah. it was before any of those like franchises came. But out. he gets that car and I think because he saved them. And they realize that, or something. well, I have to. I have to oh. feel like this is my fan theory oh my about brain. all of this. Yeah, I, I know oh, this is it. the most like yeah. twisty film ever. Yeah, but there has to be a reason why the parents reward Marty in a different way, and I think it's yeah. because yeah. they actually do know that Marty is the person who did it. And when they see it and kind of acknowledge it, they're like, "Fuck it, you made everything happen for us." Yeah. And so, but That's how do wild. like? like yeah. I wonder if George's next book is about time travel, because they can already acknowledge the fact that it's happened. Maybe. Based on what their son did, because he writes about what he knows. Yeah, and he talked about Darth Vader and yeah. like Vulcan, and now he's got Marty. Yeah, 
Now he's talking about back. Uh, yeah, back. He's talking about uh, quantum leaping, and <laughs> no he's just borrowing from all the properties. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Who else can I rip off? Yeah, there's a doctor. I'm the Lord Humongous. <laughs> yeah, no I'm, I'm in the future, and I can't. I can't find gas. <laughs> he's just yeah, like gasoline. No kidding. There's these replicants, and like, uh, oh we're God. in this computer simulation. <laughs> no kidding. I took a blue pill. I don't know what happened. Like, Oh my god. Oh, so okay. it turns out that George McFly is like the nexus of all science Seriously. fiction. Seriously. It's amazing. So that Jennifer rocks up yep. and, and he's um overjoyed because um he feels like he hasn't seen her in a week. Yeah, and she's like, It seems like you haven't seen me in so long and he's yeah. like, I haven't. I haven't. Like yeah. and it's pretty cool. Like yeah. so you know what? Everything's good. Like Marty's life is perfect. Except yep. who shows up? Doc shows up in the no, door. Doc's double shows up. <laughs> So anyone who hasn't seen this, and Tristan caught it, I was like, oh, holy so shit, amazing. Yeah. If you look at Doc, yeah. and you look at who's driving the DeLorean at the time, yeah. it's not Doc at all. It's some weird it's fat <laughs> it He's romancing the stone. He's got the, like, yeah. the, the green ruby, the heart of Columbia. And he like shows up. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so anyway, so Doc shows up. Turns yeah. out like uh, Marty and... Um, Jennifer's kids are messed up. He yeah. has to take them away. They don't need to get um, nuclear power anymore. They got Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion. Yeah. And so he puts a bunch of like shit in the back. They hop in the car. Well, Miller Lite. Is and they put some Miller Lite. <laughs> they do use Miller Lite. As it turns out, that is rocket fuel. That is rocket fuel. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and an iconic line like, Doc, you, you you haven't given yourself enough room. There's, there's not enough road. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads yeah. except the night before when doc took off yeah. he was able to get up to 88 in exactly the same stretch pretty much so yeah. continuity yeah so anyway doc yeah pulls up yeah car lifts in the air you're like oh shit oh. this car was awesome before now it can fucking fly it's so insane cool. yeah so they lift up they fly away you see the yeah. sparks of like the flux capacitor happening and then to be continued. Right. But was that the original? No. And we just learned this today that totally floored me. Is that that, that um, to be continued uh, graphic was only put into the VHS. Right. When they realized it was a hit in the theaters. And when it hit uh, VHS, they inserted that at the end because they're like, well, we got to do a sequel. This thing made like gobs of money. Totally. So that I never knew that. No, and I'd always yeah. thought there was that that much forethinking. Yeah. That being said, they did so much thought about yeah. how to make this movie so coherent that you would have expected that it was going to be ex- like mm-hmm. thought of as a trilogy or mm-hmm. thought of as at least a sequel. Yeah. Based on how much thought they put into it, so a huge kudos to everyone involved in this film because yeah. man, this movie's amazing. Yeah. However, that movie made a lot of money. How about you and me make a lot of money? That's it. In the money zone. Zow. Someone set a fire in your car because it took too long, and I got bored. <laughs> Money, please. All right. So, um, you know, it's the holiday season. It sure is. Yeah, and a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of people frantically looking for gifts and things like that, but not a lot of businesses always get the best recognition. So, Tristan, how can we help yeah. those businesses? Because I feel like this is our mantra. It's on us. It is on us. You know what? It Saint is. Albert needs. Saviors. Yeah. <laughs> it needs a new saint. Look, if there's a Jesus in St. Albert, yeah. or Jesai, which is the plural of Jesus, that's us. What is a collection of Jesus called? Um, <laughs> a Jesanasium. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. 
but that is we're going to find out. Yeah. Well, who, who has approached you? Oh, interesting question. Yeah. So one of the problems about uh, the Christmas season or the yeah. holiday season is it's the food. Right? Yeah. And so we, we tend to eat a little bit more. We, we tend do. to drink a little bit more. Well, I know. especially tonight. No kidding. <laughs> uh, I've had my fair share of squat. Scotch. Yeah. Squatch. Squatch. <laughs> Sasquatch. Uh, he's wearing a watch. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. Squatch watch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, I was approached by a really an innovative company, yeah. which is called uh, Jingle All the Weight. Uh, and so <laughs> feeling sin bad about yourself, uh, there's Schwartz never been a better time to involve this special system of bowel movements related to weight loss techniques. Like, you know, if you want to be Turtle Man uh, with a gut-blasting laxative cocktail designed to shake loose uh, all the stuff that you've been eating over the last little bit, yeah. here's the thing. You're going to be like a, a Phil Fartman. Uh, just really blasting your way to thinness in no time flat. So here's the thing. If you're really worried about picking up extra weight this this holiday season, yeah. choose Jingle All the Weight. <laughs> Oh my God! Who did you fry it? Oh my God! Oh, that's a that's an especially shout out to Mark. And <laughs> well, because we just yeah. like watched Jingle All the Way. That is so. Genius. As a little nerd out, we watched uh, Jingle All the Way with yeah. uh, our friends Mark and Brian. Yeah, it was one of the best, most fun like mm. afternoons we had a chance to do. So, yeah. this is for you guys. Oh my! What about God. you, Tristan? Tell Holy. me about the the business that's approached you. That's really we need to help those. Sure. You know, some bitches. I, those some bitches. Yep. Um, you know what? I uh, I feel like I may have approached or been approached by these business this business before. Oh, okay. um, but um, it's more relevant now than ever, and um, I'm too lazy to go through past episodes to see if I've actually excellent. I love your apathy. No kidding. But uh, you're the Biff Tannen. Of, there you go. Like well, this podcast. And so I'll suggest two businesses. The first one is you know what. Um, when you want to get into the Christmas spirit, when you want to really show your love of, of Jesus's origins and where he really was, say, A, conceived, B, born. Because um, you've got proof of all of these things. Exactly. Excellent. Dan Brown's on my speed no, Okay. Well, when you, when you land the plane dead meat uh, from this important flight, uh, you right? can share that with all yeah, yeah. Good. But not yet. Good. Good. No, yeah. The JFK stuff. It's, yeah. it's all right here. <laughs> well, I've been approached by clear and present manger. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Yeah. They, uh, they specialize in manger nativity scenes. Okay. The finest of them. Oh. You know. But what's the clear and present manger of these, of <laughs> well, these scenes? It is um, mangers that are obviously um, uh, mangers that may not be uh, officially kind of uh, acknowledged, but once they prove their ground kind of Jack Ryan style. Oh, I see. Then they are acknowledged to be in the right. So, clearly, But can I, Harrison, afford these <laughs> amazing systems? Yes, save my life. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, baby. Spiraling. I love it. Um, and uh, a peripheral business that sure. is trying to uh, latch onto that is Xmas Files. <laughs> <laughs> Who are uh, looking to take the mystery out of Christmas. Because you know what? The uh, truth santa is out there oh yeah. well maybe i'll mull that over of some molder wine oh my god no. oh sorry i totally scullied that <laughs> i need you to uh uh to really take ownership of that because i shit the bed a little bit on those ones no no you're always the king my brother ah
All right, let's uh, sum this up. All right, so big takeaways. Okay. If you're going to be taking some parenting advice away from yeah. this film, Ooh. what are you going to take away? So look, the parents yeah. in this film are actually pretty pretty fucked up until mm. the end, mm. and yet they're really redeemable. And at mm. least you, you were really adroit about yeah. tra- tracking down kind of where they came from. Yeah. And, and especially seeing Marty as kind of that hybrid of the two influences. So Lorraine... And, uh, yes. and George. So, so that's it, I guess. So what, what's your takeaway? Well, that is, that is my takeaway, is recognizing in your own kids, like, what parts are you and what parts are your spouse, say, uh, in your kids. And it's funny, we always get kind of angry and frustrated at, at things that we see that are reflected in ourselves. Sure. So when I see my kids do things that really annoy me, it's things that I'm probably, that are faults in me. Absolutely. So I guess it's about taking patience. You know, my wife and I are trying a new thing. It's called uh, box breathing. Oh, what is this? So box breathing is something, it's from like, uh, I learned about it from Chris Hemsworth's like fucking documentary about Unlimited. Oh, God. I mean, it's really good, actually. I'm sure it is, but I also like feel so bad for this guy finding out about his like Alzheimer's. I I have so much time for this guy. I I really like him. And that is a a heartbreak to find out these markers. Good for him for taking time and kind of like spending time with his family now. Yeah. That there's potentially this issue. That's right. So, so in this documentary, he, he's, he, he talks with a, a stress specialist and the specialist talks about box breathing and it's nothing complex it's about breathing in for a count of four holding it for a count of four breathing out for a count of four holding that for a count of four and you just repeat it and things like that and i need to do that because sometimes i see in my kids things that i don't like about myself sure that make me irk me and, and make me a little um fiery and so you know what recognize that probably the traits in your kids that annoy you are things that you see in yourself and so once you recognize that you you learn ways to go you know what this is them this is the way they are and i cannot get frustrated or angry at that because you know what they're developing and they probably learned it from somewhere yeah, so that's it patience yeah it's really good yeah so um so that's a really good question. I mean, it's hard not to reflect on George and Lorraine as parents mm. and really not try to take away something from them specifically. So, I mean, I think oftentimes when we see the foilables that we've had about yeah. ourselves, we try to portray those into kids. So I'm thinking about Lorraine specifically and how Marty's impression of Lorraine was that she was a Puritan and yeah. she was like someone who was really like really conservative when in fact she was something else entirely. Yeah. So oftentimes as you become an adult and as you become a parent, yeah. you try to compensate and offset the things that you were like when you were younger. And I think one of the things I want to work on maybe with my kids is being more honest mm. about who I was when I was a younger person. Yeah. Because <clears throat> as an adult, you sort of, I've learned a lesson, yeah. but that doesn't mean that there's not a lesson for them to learn on their own. And so it's yeah. not for me to kind of correct that. Yeah. It's for me to let them find that and then be supportive when they come to their own realizations. So I think what I really want for my guys is to be like, go be who you need to be. Yeah. Go figure out what's going to be the best path for you. And when you get to where you need someone to support you, whatever direction you end up going, I'm going to be there for you and let you know, like, it's okay. Because whoever you are when you're 15, when you're 20, when you're 25, when you're 30, that doesn't mean that that's going to define you for who you're going to be when you're 40, when you're 50. Yeah. So don't be afraid to be your own person. And let your own life lessons kind of wash over you because they're going to influence you and they're going to guide you and they're going to make you a better person in the long run. So 
be who you need to be. And, and you know, I, I don't want them to back project. Yeah. So that they have to feel like they have to compensate for, for things that they're experiencing. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good advice for. I know we're on a vice show. No. <laughs> but, or a movie show. Yeah. Or a movie Although show. we spent two hours on making movies. <laughs> oh my god. This is a long one, but that's again, it's just like we love this. So film. you know what you you've made this point before like you were saying like you know what i don't have a favorite movie yeah i don't know that i have a favorite movie yeah but this is one of my top two or three favorite movies just because of how like awesome it was how it still affects me today yeah even though it's like almost 40 years old yeah yeah and that's that's a good point you know um we don't have to sort of pigeonhole but the movies that we walk out of and go and just have a smile as as yeah shitting and grin after watching something totally you know and this movie does that in spades it is fantastic and i love that idea and i and i love what you said about you know um recognizing what you were when you were a kid and the the kind of mistakes you made Mm -hmm. the, the way you found your own path a lot of our our kids need to do that we need to give them the space to do that as much as we want to Keep them safe and, and prevent them from making the same mistakes. You of know course. what? It's going to happen. Yep. But but will we always be there to pick up the pieces and, of course. and, and help and support? You yep. know, like you do for me. You know, you've always been a rock oh, for me. You know, so and, I love you. and, uh, you're, and you're one of my favorite people in the world. And and you're one of the top five at least. But oh God, oh God. <laughs> could, I, could I get in the top three? Yeah. We'll see. We'll That's see after Christmas. I'm going to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> How do I buy your love? <laughs> Christmas is coming. I can definitely yeah. like gift my way into. <laughs> I think exactly. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. But um, again, you you really lay out some good advice and some good parenting, and, oh, and really, yeah. we need to really focus on that and make sure that we're not taking for granted um, a lot of these things. You're the best. So I appreciate that you highlighted that, and I appreciate that you highlighted you. to our listener about that as well. Is it um, my dad or or well? Our dad. Our dad, I guess. What? Uh, Why am I oh, selecting Oh, what oh do my know? God. <laughs> We're going into hour three now. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Uh, but, um, yeah. And, and I, 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 I'm, I would be selfish to ask anything else of you. Because you've been so generous with oh, your thanks. advice. Oh, good. And your we're square. And we're good. Well, we're done. We're totally done. I think, That's I think we're good. I'm just going to get stop here but oh, oh, my, oh i'm hesitating oh, i'm hovering what, above what's um what's, what's holding you back because i have something else to ask of you even though i have no right to oh that's okay i mean we've we've, we've been so complimentary uh, there's nothing i could ever refuse you oh good because there's one last ask i have of you one tiny thing if you could please go go get your fucking shine god damn it This has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Ham and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to Ross Smith for the intro and outro music, and extra special thanks to Three Geeky Dads, a cool podcast with a bunch of cool guys. Please check them out wherever you find podcasts, and check us out wherever you find podcasts, except for Apple. Apple's a bit of a jerk, but everybody else, we're pretty good.